0: While we'll be consuming alcohol throughout the show, should you choose to join in, we ask that you only do so where it's legal, safe, and in moderation.
1: We also welcome your feedback and suggestions on our Instagram, at Movies Rock Podcast.
2: And should we say anything rude, non-inclusive, or otherwise wrong, we apologize in advance. We are affirming of all, so with that being said, offense or ill will is never our intent.
1: Now let's get
2: back to the show.
1: your best friend in the whole wide world. It's me, I'm Tomas. I'm ashamed of being here. How <laughs> do you do I, it is I. Tomas! And we are the murder of us.
2: That's a waste of everyone's time. I still no. haven't figured out how you haven't done any voiceover for a cartoon, bro. I mean, I've, I've,
1: I've tried... But no, everyone says I have a face for radio, so they don't think <laughs> it would work out. So, but no, no, I never tried. I've always wanted to, but I'd, I've I've never had the i never had the I've never had the opportunity. So maybe maybe it'll work. Hey, everybody out there in podcast world, give me a call, set it up. Let's I must plug. It. DM uh. me, slip into my DMs, everyone.
2: Like you know, you know Can what I would move do? on. You're the please? perfect voice. <laughs> You're the perfect voice for Bucky's. If they ever animated,
1: <laughs> that would you? be great. I would. I'm <laughs> like. I'd, I'd be like, you know, that's it, bro. I'm done. That's all I need. Just sign me up. Put me on a ten year contract, and I'll just. I'll knock it out, bro. Funny, I will knock bro. it out. I'll be like Bucky's, the best place for everything you don't want. It's awesome. Who wants jerky? I can shit it. It's good. Let's go. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and right there, I just stopped. They're not going to hire me anymore. There goes like, the sponsor. Who wants who? Who wants kolaches? Here you go. Right out my butt.
2: <laughs> I love kolaches. I have Who wants I a
1: sausage and jalapeno cheese kolache? Here we go. Oh, it came. Bye bye. There's your cheese. <laughs> there you go. All right, everybody. As always, we are the Motor Boys. I am Tomas. Uh, as always, we're here with Derek.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm I'm
2: already apologizing for
0: you. And
1: this is e- the worst. And Elias.
2: I apologize for instigating.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like it's like with like the three of us. It's like if Abbott and Costello were three people. It's me. I'm Costello. I'm Costello. Because I'm the crazy little, I used to be fat. Now I'm not so fat, but I'm still kind of crazy. Then, of course, Elias is in the middle. He's kind of in the middle. He just kind of keeps, he's there to keep us even. And then, of course, Derek is the straight guy. He's Abbott. He's like, you're an idiot. Why do you act this way? You're such a fool. I'm embarrassed to be around you, but it's fun to hang out.
3: It is. It is.
0: I, I, I don't even know why I'm here right
1: now. <laughs> Never. As always, we're here to talk about movies. We're we're here to like I said, talk shit, live in the shit, be the shit, extenuate about the shit, just pontificate about the shit. I don't know any of the big words, so I'm good to go. Elaborate <sighs> on the shit. I, as, as you know, I am the apotheosis of nomenclature. No. Uh, t- uh.
3: <laughs> Elias, what are you drinking, sir?
1: Wait, I haven't, I haven't stopped. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he cut you off really quick.
1: Yeah, no, he did. Today, we are talking about the motion picture from the 90s, uh, LA Confidential. But before we go into that and into the news, let us discuss our beverages. Elias, as Derek so lovely put, what are you drinking tonight, brother?
2: Uh, dude, I'm I'm sticking to the old, old fashioned, bringing it back, um, just a classic bourbon with some. What the hell do you call them? Uh, bitters. Spirits? Bitters. spirits, bitters, bitters. That was
1: spirits, but bitters. You're right, it's no, bitters.
2: No. Some bitters and stuff. So keeping it how, simple and How's elegant.
1: it? How's it taste?
2: Fantastic, like always, because I know how to make it. Taste and like not beer. that smoked shit. Never get a smoked old-fashioned at a restaurant. Yeah. It's ooh. fucking terrible. What is? They, they Legit, they do that little cloud of smoke under a big glass container and oh, legit drinking smoke.
1: It's terrible. Yeah, that sounds gross. It's that like the exactly Everglades for, on your lips. It's got yeah. an oaky aroma. It's, no, got an, oh, it's terrible. It tastes like a homeless person that's been smoking. If ass. a
2: firefighter ate a skeleton's ass in a burning fire. That's what it would taste like.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: Thank you for participating. Uh. It,
2: was
1: like, it, was like, it was like in Forrest Gump when he makes up with that chick and she's like, she tastes like cigarettes.
2: <laughs> fantastic line. Else, what are you drinking, man?
1: Well, today, boys, is a, is a happy day. I am trying another new drink today. Once again, it's with, you know, those crystal light drinks, but I'm having what I've been talking about having for a while. I'm having a John Daly. So John Daly, if you don't remember, is an Arnold Palmer with vodka. And I'm not a vodka guy. So we'll see where this goes. I've mixed it. Let us see how it goes.
2: Get a whiff. Get a whiff in there.
1: Well, that's really good. Wow, that's... do you know?
0: Do you know what anybody else calls that? No, a Mike's it's, Hard it, Lemonade.
1: No, it's called the John Daly. They're hard. Look it hard up. Tea. It's you called know, a John tea. It's the John Daly. Same thing. It's called it. No, no, because it's hard tea It's just tea. Yeah, this but is... they make
0: Arnold Palmer like hard Arnold Palmer. It's the same thing.
2: Hard Arnold Palmer.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing.
0: I don't think Arnold Palmer's been hard
1: for I, forty I years. I don't
2: think I'd drink a.
1: I don't think, mind you, he's dead, so that's another thing. How do you take your own palmer? I don't think, I take it hard and stiff. (laughs) (laughs) I take it hard and stiff with just a little bit of condensation at the tip. (laughs) (laughs) He's cracking it open. He's 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 like, like, I don't even know what this is. What are you drinking? Is that a
0: highlight? No, St. Arnold's dry cider. It's
1: oh, good. it's delicious. I've had it and, before. Yep, it's delicious and nutritious.
0: And then I'm sure you guys are always ragging on me about this. So I always have, uh, you know, like 10 beverages up here. He and does. one of them that I brought is
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mexican Ooh, Coke, Coke. Mexican Coke.
1: Oh, it's what are you sucrose. mixing it with? What are you mixing it with? Oh, no, I'm
0: just going to drink it. A little sip oh, and drink. You know, yeah. when you want to you know, change the palate a little bit, take a little sip of Coke, true. go back to your liquor for a little bit, take a sip of Coke, you know, go back true.
3: to
2: True,
0: so.
3: true. The
2: good Coke, as my kid calls, uh, kids call it.
0: You know, the other funny thing is that, uh, so I have some family that uh, went down to the border and brought this back for us. And with this six-pack, they also brought us a six-pack of Mexican Coke Zero.
3: Mm.
0: It's basically Coke Zero. It's really not any different. But, you know, Coke, we all know that the Coke is different. But the Coke Zero I'm just reporting is basically the same thing. Jesus Christ. I mean, is it time? It is
1: time Dear for God, Earth, the news. He's not even listening. He took his headphones off. He's like He's got a migraine. He's got got a a mic. I just gave him a migraine (laughs) because it was super loud. (laughs) He wasn't ready for it. He, he, Derek, took off his his headphones. I think he's gonna
2: quit. He's gonna quit. quit. We're whispering
3: now. News of the (laughs) day. What a dick!
1: He put his headphones on for a second. Everyone, you don't see this, (laughs) but. He's walking away. <laughs> he crapped oh, his pants. I think he did. He might have. He just might have crapped his pants. Oh, shit. Anyways, well, while Derek goes away, this is, of course, the news of the day in the year, my lord, 2026. 26? No, 24. 23. Yeah, bro. I'm on John Daily time now, baby. You are on Back to the Future <laughs> time, apparently. 2024. I know, Dominique. Um, do you have any... Uh...
2: Dude, the Mexican aliens.
1: Oh, let's talk about that. I, I haven't read <laughs> anything about that. I haven't read anything about that. And now Derek is back. You're back, Derek. Good job. Nice to have you.
2: We, we're sticking to the topic of uh, Mexican items, and we're talking about the Mexican aliens that were uncovered. Mexican or Peruvian? I can't remember. Now. Hold on, I think it was Peruvian. it was Mexican. It was Mexican. Yeah, Mexico City.
1: But it was like they were like location. little tiny baby alien or something. I don't Have know the details. Them? I've seen the picture, but I don't know the details. Do you know the details? You um, brought it up, so that's your it's new like baby. A, you know, they allegedly
2: <laughs> this guy that's been accused of providing fraudulent. Items in the past, uh huh. Um, apparently, brought these before the Mexican Congress to discuss um, these these aliens that were found over a thousand years ago. And allegedly, one of them is a female that has eggs inside of it. Uh-huh. The memes were amazing this week, yeah. or two weeks ago, when they came out. I mean, they were just, I saw one amazing. dude made a cake. The cake,
1: he had a cake of the, the thing, and it was great. I was like, Holy shit, dude, this is amazing! So oh, they've yeah.
2: already debunked it, and perhaps they, they've called it like a "quote unquote" criminal stunt. If they do decide to go after are this we guy just for
0: spreading conspiracy theories, we, I think we need to clarify it. These, these are these are carving statues from ancient civilizations that were uncovered that resemble what we in media now have told everyone babies. what aliens uh, alien
1: look babies. like. They're alien babies. <sighs> They're alien stillborn babies from women All who have been. Right. Who have been Jesus. <laughs> Who have I'll, been experimented on.
0: Um, be back in
1: five. I'm gonna, no, <laughs> this is, welcome to 4chan, everybody.
0: <laughs> that is exactly what this has devolved into.
1: Welcome to 8chan, 12chan, 16chan, whatever the hell you want. Anychan, anychan, anytime. That's what. No, but okay, so I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know the details. I've seen it, and every time I look at it, I'm like, this is such a piece of shit. Like, it's the worst. Like, Stan Winston. Is like, what the fuck? I can make that. I made that shit when I was 10 years old. Paper you know what say. I mean? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I was like, you know, like, like Phil Tippett, you know, all these, I, Greg Nicotero, I can go on and on for famous sci fi uh, st- FX guys. It's just like, they're just like, my grandson can make that and he's two. Do so, you know,
0: you know what this reminds me of? A couple weeks ago, actually, this might have been a little long, maybe a year ago now. Um, Okay, so for people who don't know this, there's some some strange things about Japan and the things that sometimes they uh, they they do. Um, There is a shrine in Japan Mm -hmm. that is focused around the last body known to be a mermaid. It's still it's still a Shinto shrine, so it's not it's not like outside of the, the standard the religion kind of religion that they, they you know mo- most people in Japan have. But um, essentially there's this there's this mermaid corpse at this shrine that's like a museum kind of thing, like you can you donate to the museum the, the shrine and like the, you know helps you can see it maintenance anything, you can see it, blah blah blah. So they did some scientific analysis on this because they had some suspicions that things were not exactly as they believed. And the results came back and it is a combination of a series of animals and human parts that have been assembled into <laughs> this <Human>. paper mache. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, there's a human Thing. component? I there thought it was, was a, a monkey and fish. There, there were human bones as well as lots of fish and, and reptiles that had been kind of assimilated to make this mermaid corpse. Dude, that's even creepier. Holy shit, human bones? You want to? They so their their response is something to the effect: "Well, you know, whoever made this is, you know, clearly uh, should be ashamed, and you know, we're going to preserve it because we've had it for so long, and it like because they believe that it's the same one that they've had for hundreds of years, so it must have been created hundreds of years ago, long before like like somebody. Their idea was like either we've always had a crappy one and we want to keep it because it's really old, or." Someone swapped them at some point, and at that point, we've just been taking care of this thing, we're gonna keep on taking care of it. Like Ancient Civilizations did some weird shit too. And so yeah. <laughs> I'm I don't know. This definitely looks like some sort of like claymation figure covered in talcum powder. <laughs> it's, a, it's,
1: it's like it's like it's for. it's it's uh what's his name? Uh Rankin Ross, the guys who did uh Rudolph. And they fucking did some shit. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, like you know what's funny? So you talk about creepy shit, so and I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean to any religion. It's just, it's a weird, it's creepy. But you go to the church in Old San Juan. Uh, I think it's called St. Peter's. Uh, I think it's called, I think it's St. Peter's. I don't know. But it's, it's the church in Old San Juan, the Catholic church, the, the main cathedral. San Juan, no, it's the San Juan Cathedral, you know, San Juan. You go in there, and when you walk into the church, beautiful church. My mom got married there. Uh, my aunt was married there. Um, when they were living in Puerto Rico the you walk in the church and to your right like halfway through the main aisle ayuna capilla there's a little chapel little entrance to a little chapel on the side in there is a preserved body of a saint
3: Ugh. like
1: a human like a human yeah. in a glass case a canonized human it's a um. saint and it's in there dude and it's the parts are all in there, dude. They're they' It's the it's been mummified. It's mummified. The teeth is real. The fingernails are real. I mean, it's it's wild to see. My daughter, my youngest, did not want to go get any near it. My oldest got close. My youngest didn't want to. I had to like hold her hand and like she got it. She got within 10 feet of it. That's as far as she got. My oldest went like real close to look at it to see. I go, look, look at the teeth. You know, it's I'm it's. Real. Look at the grill, dude. It was wild, dude. You can look it up. The San Juan, Cathedral, de San Juan in, in, in Viejo San Juan in Puerto Rico. It's there, dude. You can look it up online. It's wild to see.
3: So
2: I've experienced something similar. I actually saw Lenin's tomb in Moscow. Oh, sweet. It looks like a piece of wax laying on a bed. Isn't it outside? No, it's inside. It's right on Red Square, and they have this one special uh, building just for his tomb. And apparently, it's got like a basement where they lower his body once a year to preserve it and do some maintenance to it, legit looks like a wax statue uh, resting on its back. And every corner you turn in that building, somebody's armed with an AK or something.
1: Oh, I'm sure, dude. Oh, and, my, uh, my brother told me about this college in England. Because, you know, Goody knows all about shit in England. You
2: guys this. have your own fucking fortes. You're like the IMDB specialist <laughs> in history.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And and talk to me about fucking Japanese history, because I'm I'm there, bro. I'm with it. But he, uh, he, he—not so much, but a little bit. But he, uh, he, he. There's a college in England that every year they take out the mummified corpse, okay, of the guy of the college's namesake, who create, who built the college, okay, who put the money up for the college, who was like the first president of the college. It's his college, and they take his, they take his mummified corpse out every year and have a party for him. And he's at the table every year. <laughs> he's front and center like he's fucking Dumbledore. Sitting Ready in the fucking plate. great hall with a plate and a drink in front of him. And he, they have a party. They have a toast for him. And he's there all night. And then at the end of the night, they pick his dead ass up and put him back in the coffin. And they put it back into storage.
2: Fucking weekend at Bernie's. Love it.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah. He's like, like, all of a sudden, you wait for him to come out and go, hey, Tony, I'm horny. So you know what i mean like it's just
2: <laughs> dude I, I just looked up the image of that saint in the cathedral that is creepy
1: yeah bro holy shit bro for real like I'm not even no joke dude it's no joke it's no joke tremendo tangent so, we just so we've, went on. we've gone from aliens to preserved
2: mummy corpses i love it. i don't i don't know how we got here <laughs> the monkey fish it all started because of the monkey fish after the fake aliens my, look my big thing with the aliens, quote unquote, how the hell did these people make it before the the Congress in Mexico to present this stuff and essentially they make a fool of your country if it if they didn't verify any of this information So that's the big thing for me. and of course it spread like wildfire on the internet memes galore some of the best memes I've seen in a while actually. I mean up there with the area 51 uh, memes from a couple of years ago. Those are classic. <laughs>
0: so can I, uh, is it time to transition? Can I show, Go, uh, can I talk about a new uh, thing that I found? All right. So I'm flipping through TikTok as you do. And this kid comes across my screen. <coughs> kid. What the fuck was that? Sorry. Know, someone, someone's dying somewhere. Jesus Christ. Um, so this guy comes out of the screen and he's talking about this technology that has just been released. And I was curious if you guys had heard about this. He essentially gives this speech explaining this technology, this new version of AI that will uh, translate your, your video. Like if you, if you speak to it, it'll, it'll basically create a, a translation yep. into another language. And then the video switches and it's the exact same video. With him speaking in Spanish,
2: that freaked me out.
0: And the AI manipulating his lips using deepfake to make it look like he's not only you can hear Spanish, but you can see his lips moving to the Spanish words, like forming these syllables that he in real life has never formed with his mouth. Right? He's never said those words, those sounds that are you know Spanish words. So he essentially was able to do this, and they're I think I don't think they're doing it in real time yet. But, oh, I've
1: seen that guy.
0: But you realize Pretty that close. Th- this essentially is, I think I sent it in our chat. This yes. thing was is essentially the end of the necessity behind voiceover as well as uh, like domestic market for anything, right? You produce a movie and it, Within a matter of a few hours, has been translated to whatever local language or dialect it is that you'd like to release. How incredible
2: is that? I mean, how For many real. people are going to get out of work? All these writers I mean, are striking now. I mean, a bunch of other actors. You be.
0: people, people in 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 India could be watching Robert Downey Jr. speak their native language mm-hmm. in. You know, Avengers movies.
1: In his in, in his voice, like it's his voice.
0: His, his voice, his mouth, and his, you hear in the, the, dialogue, the language. Too. Yeah. In the dialogue, so it's okay, okay.
1: So so so. Just so I know, just so I know what you what you mean. You're talking like they will have his intonations. It will sound like him, like his voice. That's in English, like it, speaking English, but speaking in whatever language, language. Or whatever, it, yeah, Urdu or whatever, Hindu, whatever, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow,
1: that's impressive, dude. dude.
0: So it's it's it literally sounds just like okay we could pick any anybody for this no no point, no
1: but our our is great it's, it's good
0: so so Robert Downey Jr. In, in as Iron Man could obviously film that in his native language in English right Where, whatever the oh,
1: you know the, whatever so. the
0: studio of the time is going to record him but they can then take those samples of his voice, recreate his voice, and then make it say things like all the syllables and sounds that you might need to be able to speak in Chinese or Japanese or Mandarin or whatever. And and just suddenly, like within a few hours, I mean, in, in a crazy scenario, we're talking about a few weeks, right, if they want to make it flawless, right? Because this is still deep fake technology. And so th- the more time you give it to bake, the more relievable it visually looks right. But these algorithms are getting so much better that, you know, it used to be that you needed to run it for a month. Well, now you can do it for a few hours and it's good enough and you can't really distinguish the difference. And, and mind you, his TikTok that on this video um, is uh, and I'm going to give you his name. His name is Johnny Rodriguez. Um, and the I in Rodriguez does have the uh, what is it called the? It's not an apostrophe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Ascendo. Ascendo um, yeah. So if, if you search for him on uh, TikTok, Johnny Rodriguez XR, and he did a video on this. But essentially, yeah, any actor in their voice, um, and and for that matter, it's even easier to do this with animated characters. So hmm. anime, computer animation. Any like, I mean, hell, the entire back catalog of everything that's been created could be made available to every other market in the world. Like wow. y- you could, and I'm sure that there's a lot of, you know, content that's been created in the past that we don't talk about that. It's not good for today's society. It, it was it was the decisions made of the time that aren't acceptable today, right? Yeah. So, So that being the case, there's lots of things that probably shouldn't be translated, but I mean you could make all of the incredible films that come out of, you know, Bollywood available to every other market.
1: Here's the here. Okay. I'm going to give you, that's cool. The technology is amazing, but here's the other side of that. And this is one of the reasons why we're having the strikes that we're having, Mm, especially with the actors. They'd have to agree on this, right? You, you, well, here's what's going on with that. Well, I know that
0: the strike is so that they can, Maintain the rights to that stuff, but here's here's the same thing day, though they're not protected.
1: Here's the thing: the thing is, is that you have people that their entire livelihood is voiceover in languages. That's what they do. Yeah. So you have people that could essentially lose their jobs now because I can have a computer take Robert Downey's voice. So. And- and put it into the system and come out speaking Spanish. And I don't know. I, and, and there, cause there are people who get hired specifically to do the Spanish voice of Robert Downey jr.
0: Right. Absolutely. It's the same way that you know what you know, I mean? we see, we see entire, well, that's the whole anime industry. Yeah. Right? That's how Crunchyroll roll funds, the, the dubbing of whatever it is they want to bring mm-hmm. to the U S market. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I get that. And I, I think that what we are witnessing is, two big things the first is as you mentioned you know an entire uh function an entire uh, occupation no longer necessary the only real reason that it would still exist for anybody would be for voicing the original voice of any given animated you know uh, content and really the only people who are going to get that job is either they're better than everybody else more likely they're going to be cheaper than anybody else or they've got a fan following you know, whenever you think about, like, I forget the guy's name, but he's the guy who's done, like, every character you've ever heard of, including, like, Batman and and Pinky in the Brain and all these other characters. Oh, you're talking about
1: Rob Paulson. That
0: might be it. I mean, he's...
1: He's he's, the, he's, the, he's, he's Pinky. He's, Donatello he, was, he's yeah. Donatello. he was Donatello in the new version of uh, uh, Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon that came out, like, in the, the, the early 2010s. He was Donatello. And then back in the 80s, he was Raphael.
0: You're, you're veering off course. Yes, this yes. guy. He's, yes. he's He's got a That's following. One. He's he's talented. And, and there are lots of other people in the industry that are also talented, but maybe they're not as uh, widely applicable, right? They've got, mm-hmm. you know, a wide range that they can exercise, you know, or, you know, I think about like, whenever I hear the critical role folks, I I can hear their voices in just about every show I watch nowadays. And they're big, you know, players in the voiceover industry. But that, that, that whole function is a bad thing, I would think, going away, everyone losing their job, this whole thing going away. But the more, I think, earth-shattering issue here is we are really starting to see technology adequately emulate art. Yes. Yes. Like, like talent, not, not, you know, like skill in, in how quickly I can, you know, write code or, you know, how fast I can calculate these things. Computers have been, you know, leap years ahead of people, humans at that for a long time, right? Simple mathematics. But when it came to the arts, creating music, creating, you know, visual arts or, or audio or whatever, that's always been reserved. For the bio, biological beings, right? It's a like humanization, and,
2: almost, right? Is, is what you'd call. Well, it.
0: and and there's uh, there, there's all the I forget the name of it, but there's uh, there's another um, algorithm out there. I forget the name of it, but it it create you you feed it words and it creates an image, um, and it might be Dolly. I don't Dolly, know. Yeah, anyway, Dolly.
2: Yeah, it's on um, uh, Open
0: Open. Open AI? I don't AI? know. Anyway, yeah, so I got three of
2: them. you 20.
0: can feed it a prompt, you know, like uh, beautiful, vibrant landscape, mountaintop, snow peaks, you know, Switzerland. And it just draws this for you, gives you 10 iterations. And if you don't like it, you just tell it to do it again. And it, it's really good quality art. Not even, it's not something that looks like an abstract painting. That Where do you find gets. that?
1: Where do you find that, dude? That's
2: on Open AI. It's, yeah, uh, I, I can AI send you some links to it. It's
0: Google. It's, Um, the the funny thing is I keep, uh, hearing about how it's being used to create, um, art in the style of another artist, right? So you can say like, let's say you've got a a favorite, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who's, well, I think of like the, the guy who did my, my son's favorite book, the Eric Carl guy, he did all those books that were kind of, kind of look like tissue paper laid on, laid on a canvas kind of thing. He's got his own style, but you can essentially feed that. You say, give me Eric Carl, you know, art style, but take this picture of my house and do it. And it would just do it for you. It just emulates it. It looks at all of his catalog and just creates it for you. So I, that that's the part that's kind of crazy to me is, yeah, I'm sad that, you know, all, this, all these people would lose their job, but I'm also a little bit sad that we don't have anything that's for us anymore. Yeah, Like no. stuff that's, that's, that's ours, you know? Like at this point, what do we have? Cooking? I don't know that, you know, computers can emulate taste and, and preference and, and flavor the same way we can. But what else do we have? Is that it? Food? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I well, thought it was kind of crazy. After this whole discussion, my only question to you guys would Ben Affleck's dubbing sound like Ben Affleck talking Spanish in real life <laughs> or would it sound like some AI generated voice i love his spanish right mexican spanish is fucking good
1: the guy's well, awesome so have, so have you seen him no oh, i have dude, not, i have not seen him
2: you this. have to see video of ben affleck talking in spanish it's mexican spanish his spanish is better than jlo's that's crazy to No me. fucking lie. That's crazy. Like, that paparazzi. Like,
1: like, like in real life, like he's like talking Spanish.
2: Dude, he's had paparazzi in Mexico come after him. He goes, vayanse de aquí. No me jodas. What like straight up Mexican Spanish, bro. And it's clear in TV interviews, the guy is so eloquent and quick. He doesn't pause. He doesn't stop. It's just like you know, rolls.
1: You know, you know, you know who's like that? Also, is Tiffany Haddish.
3: Dude, really? it's Spanish. me whenever these people—not
1: not Spanish, not Spanish, not Spanish—although I think she does speak Spanish, but she speaks like Japanese. The fuck out of here, really? Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, but but going back, we'll go on tangent all day long, dude. But but going back, that's the only thing that I'm concerned with, dude. Because I understand that they're gonna try and utilize this, but I still feel that. You could do well, AI could do well, but you still need that human touch, dude. You still need that human touch, in my opinion.
0: I think, well, so here's the thing. It, the, the, the AI, in every scenario that we've got so far, whether it be like writing music or or painting or, you know, whatever, it, it can only go off of the images that it has reference of. And so it only creates the variations of what already exists to some extent, right? It comb- combines different things that already exist and it creates variations of things that already exist. But, and, and in, in that sense, it is an original work of art, but it is, it's, we're, we're only going to get stuff that it has seen before. Mm-hmm. Right. So that might be a little bit different, right? That, that's still kind of a caveat to it, but, I don't know how many other artists today, like actual painters aren't somehow influenced by the things that they've seen before and in their True. own way, True. You know, put a spin
2: or flavor on it.
0: Right. Yeah, so I get that. It's, it's I wonder, different,
2: but it should be an interesting time for intellectual property lawyers.
3: Mm-hmm. If
2: people can start copywriting their voice or trademarking their voice and maybe even their style, their artistic, uh, creative style like a picasso right
3: mm-hmm. well if they could almost is,
2: like patent and own that style so it doesn't go into this ai realm
0: well you guys uh, so you guys realize that this is everything we're talking about here right whenever we talk about the like, ai being able to emulate a human doing something whether it be art or typing or you know writing a story or whatever it is this is all harkens back to the whole thing that's going on with reddit right now right how a lot of people are you know, shying away from Reddit because Reddit's charging these exorbitant fees because Reddit needs to find some way to, to operate and make a profit. And and the problem is that all these AI developers are scraping every ounce of data that they can get off of Reddit. And all that has to be served up by a server that Reddit has to pay for. <laughs> so like all these people are building AIs off of Reddit and not having to pay for that. And that's, that's kind of one of the things that they're trying to charge for all the same they're executing it poorly and yeah i'm i'm still trying to stay away from ever going back to reddit for anything unless i have to but all the same that this is all tied together cuz it can only emulate what it has seen before what it understands to already exist it's okay. not truly original
1: okay all right well we gotta wait and see, man, because I gotta see how this whole like writer strike and everything ends up, because that's gonna that's gonna lead to a lot of different things in regards to how they're gonna be handling that in the industry. Because well, and there's like,
0: there's those two talk show hosts. I forget who it was. There was a uh, Drew Barrymore and somebody else. They crossed the picket line. They're, they're starting up again.
1: No, well, no, nah, nah, Drew Barrymore pulled, pulled back. Out. She pulled oh really? Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, she good. pulled out. She got uh, so much heat. She got so much heat on Bill it. Bill Moore,
2: I think, was the other one.
1: Bill, I don't know that. about Bill Maher, but he but Bill Maher is an asshole. He'll do whatever he wants. He fucking. Yeah, he pulled out finally. He, he pulled out. He pulled out. Drew Barrymore pulled out. She didn't. She didn't shoot. She didn't shoot her shot. She pulled out. So.
0: Time for a new new news thing.
1: Yeah, I got one. I got one. Okay, I got go a couple. Ahead. I got a couple. Uh, we're gonna go back to. Uh, I got a couple. Here's a couple good ones. So you guys know that that before the whole writer strike and everything happened, they were filming. You know, Deadpool three.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, they have started filming Deadpool 3 so there's rumors of the cameos of all the movies because we're going to have a ton a ton of cameos supposedly so there's, there's one of the rumors is because Deadpool 3 is going to be dealing with the multiverse like everything is right now in Marvel they're all dealing with the multiverse so they're doing the multiverse but Ryan Reynolds style so supposedly Channing Tatum is in the movie as Gambit he was supposed to be a Gambit movie That's and he right. but they didn't make it they shot it down but supposedly he's in the movie playing Gambit in one of the things. We know Wolverine's going to be there. Um what's it called? There's uh, there's um uh I don't know. There's, there's so much going on. Hold on. there's, there's, there's I mean we know Wolverine's going to be there. He's going to be in his brown suit, his brown and orange, his blue and yellow, sorry, his blue and yellow. So, but yeah, but uh hold on. Let me see if I can find the find the thing here we go uh, uh dude uh, I, I i couldn't find it anyways anyway, so but yeah there's that there's there's a talk of fucking um was it like like uh patrick stewart's gonna come back for it like is there's a ton of people that are supposedly coming back for this movie like everybody from the first class supposedly is supposed to show up again you know, really? cause they're in his universe because they showed up in Deadpool Two. Remember, they were like, so there's a scene oh, yeah. in Deadpool Two where he like they like close the door. Mm-hmm. Well, when that was shot, they weren't there. That was a blue screen, It was a green screen. They added that shot in after the movie was over by just filming Nicholas Holt closing the door, and it was a, it was put on there as a blue green screen. But but yeah, that was that's just one of the things that I've heard. But here's this, this was something funny. This is nothing to do with the movies. It's Mortal Kombat 1. So we've heard about Van Damme being Johnny Cage. He's the voice of Johnny Cage. Right. Okay, so he's the voice of Johnny Cage. Hey, it's Christy. She's in the background. Yo. You putting me on speaker? I'm you putting me on speaker?
3: <laughs> Yay, Christy! <laughs> Woo!
1: So anyways, but, uh, but yeah, so as I was saying, so the Mortal Kombat one is, um, it's, it's, it's there and they have, and Megan Fox is also the voice of somebody called Natara. She's some, some character that I I never even knew existed, but I don't know if it's new for the game or not. So she's the voice of this character and nobody really likes her, but what they're talking shit about right now on the internet is the game, specifically the game on the switch. So they just released the game on the Switch and apparently it's horrible. Like there are so many bugs and it performs so poorly on the Switch, but it costs $70 for you to buy it. Because it's utilizing a 6-year-old console. I mean, it's it the Switch is great, but it's it's it doesn't have the speed and the processor that you have on the Xbox and on the PS5 right now. I mean, it's just not there. So everyone is losing their minds. They're, they're like posting screenshots of it. Like online. They're like, this is a piece of shit. Don't buy it on the switch. Cause it's a nightmare. They're going crazy because of this game on the Switch. Like people are just losing their minds.
2: It makes you wonder how much beta testing goes into this stuff that they don't like feed it to other people I to try it out to see what kind of bugs. Cause it's like any, any sort of Windows update. They all come out and it's like, how did everybody's complained about it? You know, sixty percent of the users have complained about it. How do you not fix it? Are you just pushing something out to make money or
1: what? I don't know, dude. Most likely I just, that's the case. I, I I've been There's reading. There's no him. QC on any of this. There's no, no QC on it. They just want to put it out. They just put it out. They just put it out. They're just like, fuck it, let's see what happens. And it works on everything else, but the switch is it's old. It's an old system, man. What are you gonna do? It was old when it came out. It Just was to be old. clear. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, uh, you're right. You're right. It was. It was already outdated when it came out. Like it was already behind. But it's it sells, and the games that are good that are made for it, like Zelda, are amazing. That's, well, that's
0: okay. So th- this is the whole thing that Nintendo does: is that the Switch is good enough for what? Uh, this is what happens also whenever you get uh, a pure. Focus on story and writing and development, and nothing based on the actual graphics. The actual graphics were absolutely sacrificed on every Switch game that I've ever seen. And if you think otherwise, please try out a forty ninety on a new PC and then come back to me because you're you're missing out on on what graphics could look like in in this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I mean, the Switch, when it came out, it was using... I'm going to have to look. It's some kind of old Tegra processor that yeah. NVIDIA put out. And it would. It was put into an old... Uh, it was in like this old thing called an NVIDIA Shield back in the day. I want to say it was like circa... Yeah, it probably came out in 20... <sighs> Twelve, something like that. It was already three or four years old, and it was a slow processor on that device. Yeah. It was underpowered then. <laughs> it's still underpowered when they pumped yeah. them into these switches. They just optimized everything, and they give us a whole bot. It all runs on Android, so these are all games. Zelda could be running on my phone, <laughs> and I would have bought it for twenty dollars more if they let me do that. <laughs> But no, they wanted me to spend $300 on their console and then all these controllers and, you, and all and that. You and you bought I it happily. happily, happily spent the money. <laughs> I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom right now and that game is still phenomenal. Oh my but, God. Like that's the thing. Like, yeah, actually I just looked at it. That processor came out in 2012.
1: Damn, nailed it, Dude, I'm going to show you guys a photo right now that I saw online. This is what it looks like when somebody gets killed. Look at that face.
0: That's what you I'm talking see. about. This is what this is why pixel shading <laughs> this is so it had, horrible. We you were doing so pixel shading on the GameCube, guys. The GameCube, yeah, it had dude. pixel shading. Like,
1: I mean, are still saw... using
0: polygons. Laura Croft still looks like she's got a mountaintop on her chest instead <laughs> of actual
1: bust. <laughs> like, ugh. well, I saw a video the other day that like what they did, just talking about Mortal Kombat One in this new game. You get you buy the game now, and you get Shang Tsung as a character. It's it's one. It's like the launch edition. You get Shang Tsung mm-hmm. as one of your yep. characters you can purchase. You get it for free, but is a scene and one of the fatality moves of Shang Tsung is is the five point exploding heart technique from Kill Bill. Bill. <laughs> and so there's a scene. They actually like they mad, they synced up the scene of when she used it on Bill. With him using it on uh, Johnny Cage and it's amazing. Like you just see poop, boop, 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 whoop, and then all of a sudden you literally see his chest explode. And it was like Argh, and he just dies and it's van Damme, Argh. It's <laughs> it's It looks like
0: it looks like those uh I'm gonna say early nineties arcade games.
1: It does. I mean it's it's early nineties arcade games with like with, like, like, brand new graphics. It's, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly what it is. It is exactly what it is. Like the way they have it, it's side-scrolling. Have I mean, you played Injustice, the DC game? It's the same thing, dude. It's the exact same thing as far as the way it looks, as far as the fights are concerned. It's Injustice. It's the same side-side thing. And then when it gets to the main, like, moves, then it it's, like, cinematic. But, like, but, but yeah, it's exactly this. It's, it's side-scrolling, it's side fighting. But 3D side-scrolling, it's, I mean, it's Do you guys
0: remember the Motorola Droid phone?
1: Oh my God, yes.
0: They later on came out with the Motorola Droid X. That was like Mm -hmm. the second next year's model. It was like an upgraded version, I think a year or two later.
1: They called it Droid and they would say uh, copyright Lucasfilm at the bottom of the screen.
0: And, And it was licensed with Verizon exclusively, right? Yeah,
1: because Lucasfilm owns the rights to that word.
0: And so, Motorola Droid X2 came out the third year. It had the same processor.
1: What year? Twenty twelve.
0: Uh, the processor came out in twenty twelve. That or, nope, nope. I'm wrong. That phone came out in twenty ten.
1: Yeah, that phone was a flip phone. That was an old school flip phone.
0: No, 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 no. I'm looking at the wrong one. It's the first, uh, the first Droid X. Uh, it was a so the Droid X was the one of the first, uh, not first. It was one of the more popular candy bar phones, kind of like we look at today. Yeah, it still had like a big old ridge on the back, and it 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 was just supposed to be big. That was really its old big thing. Um, the first one, the first Droid X, came out in 2010. But its predecessor, or I'm sorry, its successor, came out in 20. 20- Eleven. So this processor was in other things <laughs> earlier than that. <laughs> it's over ten years old.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of processors, speaking of processors, I'm going to go ahead and motion over to this. Recently, I don't know if you guys heard about the Xbox leak that came out. Mm-mm. So there was, a blo- there was a there was a there was a leak of Xbox's plans that came out because Xbox had uh submitted documents to the uh federal trade commission because of the ongoing like uh you know
0: oh the thing. trying to acquire what was it okay, so, bethesda yes and, and there were Blizzard unredacted
1: documents that were submitted and made public because of the because of the 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 the, the lawsuit that was microsoft versus the federal trade commission and these files that were redacted are a ton of information. What new CPU on the new device, the new gen. It's an ARM 64 CPU. The dev, the dev kits are showing that it's going to be there. The development kits are being supplemented for 2027 with a launch in 2028. That's their suspected launch. Five years out. For this new device, for this new console. That they're, that they're, that and they're, they're running, running on it. arm that's
2: interesting well i mean i guess a lot of them are moving
1: i out. thought they were yeah, going to
2: halt production of the xboxes I, I thought i'd read an article about them not doing too well and
1: well that, i mean that, this is their next gen device this is where they wanted the next gen console after this one they're calling it the brooklyn xbox series x refresh that's what it's called that's what they're referring to this thing it's got a wi-fi pcu standby mode upgraded xbox series s code named elwood i got a whole mess of stuff they would release the, the document says the roadmap to 2030. It says uh, it would release Brooklyn. The Brooklyn would release in 2024 for 500 bucks, and then the refresh would come around 2028, kind of thing. The, they, they, they have like some of the games already announced for Bethesda because they purchased Bethesda. Their, their, their plan is to, to do, you know, Bethesda. And so, like, by 2024, they're talking about remasters of Elder Scrolls IV, another fucking remaster of that goddamn game. You know, Never Fallout played. 3, Ghostwire Tokyo sequel, A Doom Year Zero. Because people keep and spending money. Dream. Yeah. This is the
0: same problem with, with Grand Theft Auto, what is it, 5, I think? They five's keep the last re-releasing six. it. Yeah, five's the last six, one. whatever. Yeah. They keep, Sixies, they keep remaking them over and well, over. Re-release, remaster. People keep buying it. If I mean, you stop fucking buying it, then they'll stop making them. There's
1: rumors that GTA 6, the price tag on that game is $100. That's the price tag on that game. That's that's what that's what's gonna cost. That game is gonna cost. Just the normal game is gonna cost a hundred dollars. I, I think we talked the about thing, that the other
2: day. I didn't? Yeah. That's, I was gonna talk about pricing. I thought we had some sort of federal law that restricted video game pricing.
1: No, mm. I don't think so. I don't think so.
2: They standard. And there's an industry industry standard for for pricing
1: There games. is, and they usually. And every console usually goes up maybe like ten bucks a game. Usually, like. But yeah like like I mean so that I mean they they are they're, they're talking and then like they've already announced they've already come, and then the document the document that was there confirmed that the new Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls 6 because we have Elder Scrolls do we have even 5 now we have 5 now don't we No
0: I don't know they just keep making them people keep buying that so the
1: new Elder Scrolls <laughs> 6 won't launch until 2026 That's what they're saying so it's. How is know.
0: this information remotely relevant to the case, though? Why would they have provided that? Were they just, just p- padding the, the, the papers? Plans. Was it just extra crap that just filled up more pages? I mean,
2: I guess if this was a legitimate strategy, you've got a five-year roadmap, five to seven-year roadmap on your competitor exposed. Not unless only you're trying this. to lead somebody else on another direction.
1: And not only this, something else came out—an internal Microsoft email during this whole process. An internal Microsoft email got leaked, okay, saying that Microsoft is, like, planning internally. They're putting stuff together to buy Warner Brothers Interactive, which is the video game arm of Warner Brothers, and World Game Development arm of Warner Brothers, and Nintendo.
0: That's so
3: a you're big going in
1: spend. To an antitrust. I mean, they could afford it,
0: but that's a lot.
1: That's a lot. That's a big thing. That would be huge because that, be, that would be a huge antitrust case. That would be gigantic if Microsoft decided, oh, I'm going to take the third guy yeah. who owns a third of the market. I'm going to take his I don't think game system. I don't think they'll let him. That won't, I don't think Nintendo would do that.
0: I mean, they were so edgy about just another game development company. Yeah. And and we've seen how they've handled other big mergers. Like in recent years, we saw Sprint and T Mobile, and that one was rough to get there.
1: Yeah, and that was from 2020. I mean, I think he decided otherwise after that point. That mm-hmm. email was from 2020, like internal email. But that just goes to show you that Microsoft is like fucking just they're done. They're not taking any prisoners, dude. They want to go, they're going. This is all just to go after Sony. This is all it is. Just to go after PlayStation. They want to just take care of everybody because Microsoft has so much cash; they can do whatever the fuck they want.
3: Yeah,
0: Sony's gonna—they're definitely the uh, the underdog here. Um, I I I feel pretty confident whenever I say things along the lines of like Sony and Nintendo are very much so uh, competitors, but uh, Microsoft operates at a whole other level, and they're new—they're the newest ones to the game, and they're. Tearing shit up because so much, so much of it converges between console and PC, you know.
1: Yep, and and the and Sony's only around, the only around because Nintendo decided not to go forward with Sony's console.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. I was because... just going to ask you if you saw that history of how the, the evolution of PlayStation, Sony partnering with uh, Sony partnering with G- because... uh, Sega, right? Yes, to, to fabricate their user their CD oh. drive. And then they were like, yeah, fuck you guys. We're going to do our own thing. And the yep. creation of the Dreamcast and really yeah, interesting history.
1: Yeah, because Sony was, Sony was originally supposed to do the the, the... the After the Super Nintendo, Sony was working with Nintendo to create a new console that was a CD-ROM drive, a CD drive. And they had already had... that. They, they had, I remember seeing video of it. Like it was like in test spot. They were... They were already utilizing it. There were leaked photos of it. And it was like, it looked like the PS1 when it came out. Like it was like right on the dot, like it was like a PS1. And then of course the whole thing fell through with Sony. And Sony decided, you know what? Fuck you guys. We're going to do our own thing then. And they decided to make the PS1. And that's, and that's basically what happened. And, you know, it's, it's like Netflix not getting bought out by Blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that kind of situation where Netflix is like, fuck you guys. We're going to fucking do our own thing then. Yeah. So, but yeah, but nah man, that's crazy shit, dude. But you guys got any more news? I got one other one. Okay, let's talk.
0: So I'm probably gonna say this wrong. Chad Stalinsky.
1: Chad Chad Stahelski, the guy from uh the guy from John Wick.
0: Yeah.
3: Yep, that, that's him. Yeah.
1: What's how do you say his last name? I think it's Chad Stahelski. Stahelski. all right. I think so. I I'll look it up. I'll look it up and then and then just keep going though.
0: So he was um Involved in pretty pretty heavily in the John Wick films, and there is now some rumors that he is signed on to participate in the fantasy remake of Highlander.
1: <gasps> he's been he's been tied to that for a while though,
0: and they've got the green light with Henry Henry Cavill.
1: So, oh, okay, 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 okay. Hold, hold on. I'm about, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fan casting ideas. Oh, here we go. So, Henry I Cavill, I guess, up. is going to be Connor McCloud, Connor McCloud, or the Clam McCloud. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Previously played by the great Christopher Lambert. Yep. So, if he's that, so who's Ramirez? Who would you guys pick to be Ramirez? The Egyptian uh Spaniard, uh, played by a Scotsman.
0: Do you want me to just tell you?
1: <laughs> oh, they they have okay. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> let's, let's 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 just have a little fun with it and decide. All right. So I'm not gonna
0: I'm not gonna let your uh, your hopes up like that. We we only know about Henry Henry Cavill at this point. Uh,
1: okay. 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 But let's 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 think, let's think about this. Okay. We have two we have two 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 good castings here. We have Ramirez originally played by the late, great Sean Connery. I'll take Eshwaj for 500, Alex. Um, And then we have, of course, Kurgan, played by the great. Oh, fuck. My name, his name escapes me at this point. Uh, Fuck me. Now I got to find his name shit. Uh, You had Sean Connery, and then you had um, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown played Kurgan. He'll get there,
0: folks. He'll get there.
1: Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Okay. Who you know, of course, is the voice of Mr. Crab for all you youngins.
2: That blew my mind for the record. I, I watched <laughs> yeah. that video. I was like, "Holy!" Shit.
1: Have you seen the video where they play themselves? Like they yeah. play their characters in real life. It was amazing,
2: Derek. Have you seen it? No. Oh, oh you should. God. It's great. It's, it's great. It's so entertaining. I, I'm not a SpongeBob fan by no means. Neither am I. Neither but am I. That was but so entertaining and so well done.
1: Yes. I mean, it, it's I was hilarious. like, "Holy shit!"
2: It's the guy from Coach.
1: Oh, is that too. He, play, he God, plays. He uh, plays. He plays Patrick. That's right. That's right. Uh, oh. But anyways, so let's talk about Ramirez. Who would play Ramirez? An older gentleman. You know, I. I wouldn't. Since it's Chad Stahelski, I have a feeling he'll bring in somebody he knows from John Wick, and I have a feeling it'll probably be Ian McShane. Ian McShane, Are you crazy? I. I'm just saying these directors work with people they know. And Ian McShane could work as a senior, you know, gentleman who was a swordsman and could be, you know, that father type, but is well past his prime kind of thing.
2: I could see it and he could look like a stylish, old, cool guy.
1: Yeah, cool with an earring. Guy. He's got to have the pro earring, though. He's got to have the pro earring.
2: It's that or Luis Guzman for me, man. But, uh, uh no, means- no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that won't
1: work. Dude. That won't work. He's too short. He's too short. What about, uh, Oh, we could do that. could do this for hours. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, but he's a little old. I don't know if he's, he can go that far. Dusty. He's a little, little. He's he's a little. He's a little. He's a little portly as well. He's that. He's not that. he's If you're talking Legend of Zorro, Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> I'd say no, yes. Today, I can't rewind time. Nowadays, nowadays, <laughs> I don't know. Um, an older gentleman that's in his prime. I mean, I guess. No, I can't do Keanu Reeves, but. Let's see who's an older guy that could possibly pull it off. You know who would have worked and would have been kind of strange, but he—he he, sadly he just passed away. Would have been Ray Stevenson. He would have done it. He might have done well with that. He's the guy. He played the Punisher in the movie. He was the—he was kind of like the bad guy in Ahsoka the first few episodes. Um, Ray Stevenson. Look him up. He might have worked. He, it might have been about a good uh, Antonio Banderas. Maybe. He's Spaniard at least, so it would work. I, that's not a bad one. That's actually good. And he's in shape too. Yeah, I mean, shape. he's
0: still, you he's know. Still, he's in good know, shape.
1: Okay, yeah, good go. I'll go. That's, that would be, that's a good one.
0: Oh, no, I got a better one. What's a better one? Lou Diamond.
1: Lou Diamond Phillips?
0: Yeah, way better pick.
1: What is that? Okay. How does that match? Please, how, how, I, I want to see how that works. I want to see how that works.
0: I think he's a better fit for that character.
1: Than Antonio Banderas.
0: Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. I think he's got more mystery to his face. He, he, can, he can give you that whole, like, uh, I'm only telling you half as much as
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> he has to do it with long hair, like young guns. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Okay. undoubtedly. <laughs> he has that to grow his that hair was out. a
0: guarantee, absolutely. He has to
1: grow his hair out. Okay, so that's, okay, okay, we're done. We're done with Ramirez. Kurgan, who's the bad guy? You know who I would tell you? I'll tell you who I would love to see be a bad guy. The bad guy. Is I would love to see fucking um, Hugh Jackman be Kurgan. Just be just evil. Just be evil, dude. An evil dude. Or, I mean, you could, I could, you know who I could throw down to be just skeezy evil is fucking like Ethan Hawke. Maybe. Do you think
0: about. Well, I think he's done a lot of bad guys in the past, but Donald Sutherland?
1: Ah, but he'd have to fight. It's too much for him. He's way too mm, old. He's it's true. like Anthony Hopkins. He's way past his prime. And they'd have to bring in a body double. It just wouldn't look right. You know what I mean? And plus, he is portly as well. He's quite portly. Yeah. Uh, key, I would say Kiefer Sutherland, but then, you know, he's he, he doesn't do well in movies now. He's not that oh, great. Oh, gosh.
0: Um, what was the guy's name? Uh just blanked on his name. What's the, the guy from uh, Dune?
1: He's... Uh, Javier Bardem?
0: Maybe that's his name.
1: Got which one? The, the one guy. who was... He was Harkonnen? He was... Which guy? The dude with
0: a little uh, piston that will kill people. Yeah, Bardem. That's who it is. Yeah, Javier Bardem. That's
1: oh, he would about. be awesome. He wouldn't be bad for Ramirez either, actually. No, he would be good for he's Ramirez.
0: Too, um, he's clearly... Good or bad, he's nowhere Can in between. You imagine if they get both of them. If they get
1: for Badem for Ramirez, and they, no, they get they get Antonio Manderos for Ramirez, and they get them for Kurgan, and they have a history, and they're both Spaniards. Oh, that would be dope, dude. Dope. Oh my god. What's
2: What's um What's his face done recently? Bardem's been in stuff, but Antonio Banderas—I don't recall seeing him on anything.
1: He's boots boots,
2: aside from and, voiceover.
1: Dude. No, but he did. He was in—he was in <laughs> Indiana Jones, the last Indiana Jones movie. He, did, he had a small part. Okay, I haven't seen it yet,
2: but yeah, that guy's huge in the 2000s, 2010s,
1: maybe. I would Canada. say I would totally go for that movie, bro. That would be a badass movie. It's, they got to fill the rest of the shit out, but yeah, that would be awesome. Awesome. What about, uh,
0: what about Jeff Bridges as the bad guy?
1: He's a bit portly as well. He's too old. You got to be younger, dude. You got to look younger. Even though they're immortal, they can't be old guys. They got to be. But what they have to do is I hope they get somebody to play like Kurgan, who is like known to be a good guy, and they just make him fucking evil, dude. Like my favorite, one of my favorite lines from Kurgan in the original movie is when he shows up in some seedy hotel, and this chick walks in, and he's sharpening his sword. Because he's putting it together and he's sharpening it, and she walks in the door and she go, and it's like a, they have a it's like a cut screen, and it's like that 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 shot they always do where the face, both sides of the screen are focused, mm-hmm. but he's focused on his his face, and then she's like behind him, but it's also in focus. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like in the middle is kind of off focus. Yes. And <laughs> and uh, and she walks in, and she's like, "Hey there, guy." He's like, "Hey, hey there, honey." I'm Candy, and he goes. Yes, you are, and it's just some prostitute. And you know she died. You know he tore her up, like literally and figuratively. He just destroyed that body in every which way. I just what is it. the
0: point? <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm trying to give you, con- you know, like you know, like i right. context and the character. I'm gonna give you but-
0: Sean Stevens. That's fine. Sean Stevens is a pick. That's fine. Sean Leave Stevens. Schreiber.
1: Oh, he would be good. He would be good too. He would be good too. That All was- right. Googling. Sorry. Anyways. All right. So it's that time, guys. It's that time for the refill portion of the episode. Refill. Refill, 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 refill. All right. We're going to go see a man about a dog. Going to go take a piss. Going to go take the piss. You guys enjoy yourselves. We will be back in 30 seconds. Peace hello and we are back from the refill portion of the episode
2: i'm Thank so
0: of already I, I can we just Go on permanent break. Can it, is that is that what we need to be doing? Just
1: permanent break. No, no, nope, not happening, dude. Not happening. <laughs> <were Americans. laughs> somebody put some. Okay, we're gonna start the movie now in a second, but I want to discuss. Somebody put out a meme. It was hilarious. It was like an air traffic controller screen, and it had like, of course, some dialogue in the front, and top, and mm-hmm, it was like mm-hmm. an, it was like an Air India thing. And it was like, all right, uh, nobody go into the section as it is considered a war zone. And then this one lone plane is coming through and it says Air India, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. I was like, God damn it, Leroy. That's all I hear whenever I hear that phrase. I just hear, God damn it, Leroy. Holy shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I always love that. I always love that 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 uh, that one audio clip because that one guy is like, "All right, uh, all right, John, what's our uh, percentage of uh, success rate?" And you hear him like tac- he's just mashing <laughs> keys. He's like, he's, like, he's like, you hear clicking of a calculator. It's like, ah, well, oh, uh, you know, well, according to my calculations, we have about a twenty-five percent chance of a uh, success. Um, he's like, oh, well, that's about 5% more than last time. I know, I know, but I don't Ah, fuck this shit. Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> I just
2: thought Welcome about back, looking him up. It. It's uh, it's an actual guy. Yeah. He's, he's a real person. <laughs> ben Scholes. He's a comedian.
1: <laughs> ben Scholes. Awesome. He's the one who did it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Leroy Jenkins. Oh my, oh, my God. Okay. Well, as you know, we are back at the refill portion episode. Did anybody change their drinks? No. no. I did. I went back to Old Faithful. Crystal, left fruit pinch and rum. Awesome. Mm. You
2: didn't like the John Daly or?
1: I did, but I didn't want to go back to it. I went to, you know.
0: He needed something softer than that hard no, wasn't that hard actually. It
1: wasn't. It was. It's, it's a little tangy because of the, the tea. The tea makes it. The tea and the lemonade mixed makes it woo. Makes it parched.
2: We're buying some uh, Chick Fil A tea, some of that sun, mm. some of that mix, and doing it with vodka. would probably be fire.
1: Sunjoy, some of that yeah, Sunjoy. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, that's really good shit. Like I get free. that. I get the. Uh, I get the sweet tea with uh, diet lemonade. Yep. Mm. So good, so so good. Well, Tell gentlemen, us, why are we here? We are here. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Why you got to be such a dick, Derek? God, why you got to be such a dick?
3: What the fuck?
0: I apologize for nothing.
1: Anyways, all right. So, um we are here to discuss the motion the the motion picture called LA Confidential. All right? It's uh came out in 1997. It's my choice. It's a uh Consider it a crime drama mystery. I consider it quite possibly one of the best movies in the nineties. And for sure, what should be the best picture of nineteen ninety seven? Uh I consider that I consider Titanic to be a fucking travesty and should not have won the Best Picture Award that year. Yeah, I said it. I said it. James Cameron, you fucking tool. Oh,
2: dude. I knew this was gonna come up. It, fucking it is- tool. There's a line when you read about LA Confidential. It's like Titanic won every other category that it was dominated for.
1: You know what this one won? They just gave it to Curtis Hanson just for fun. They gave it the screenwriting credit, the adapted screenplay. That was just to say, yeah, James Cameron sucks as a writer, but you did awesome, so here you go. We're going to give you this, even though this is a better movie. Fuck you, James Cameron. I said it. (laughs) We we hate you, James Cameron. No, no, no. I, I like you, James Cameron. You're uh, visually, you're amazing. We've talked about it before. Visually, you're insane. It's it's incredible. You're on a whole other level, but technically, you suck. Oh my
3: gosh.
1: give me LA Confidential any fucking day of the week, man. But yeah, no, that's my that's hot take, bit hot takey. I think just a little bit.
0: I mean, I certainly I sound, don't agree, but okay. Do
1: I, you don't agree, dude? <laughs> oh, bro. I, I don't even want to have a conversation with you now, bro. I don't even we're going to have, no, have a bad time no, 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 no. It's your opinion. You're, you're, you're welcome to it. It's wrong, but you're welcome you're wrong, to it. Um, so, no, no. But this movie was, I consider it to be, head and shoulders, way better than Titanic. I mean, I think it was much, much better. But anyways, it's uh, directed by Curtis Hansen, where if you know of other movies he's done, he's done uh, Eight Mile. He also did uh, "Get Rich or Die Trying." I think he did that one too. <laughs> I don't know why That's he did right. a run of like of like hip hop movies, which was really strange. But he decided to make you know you know the movies about no no he did he did uh, Eight Mile. He didn't do "Get Rich or Die Trying." I think he like wrote part of it or something. I don't know. Anyways, but he did do Eight Mile with Eminem, um, M&M. which with Eminem. So, but he's done a couple other movies. He did uh, "Too Big to Fail." That movie, that that HBO movie, Too Big to Fail, he did that one. Uh, But anyway, so he wrote this movie with uh, Brian Helgeland, who also wrote uh, and directed um, Night's Tale. Uh, But it stars uh, a lot of people, people that have had some issues recently. Um, So you have Kevin Spacey. We all know his problems. So once again, we might have a discussion of separating the man from the art from the artist. Didn't he get acquitted just recently? He did in England, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, they did in the States. In England, I think he's still up for grabs. Um, yeah, Russell Crowe is in it. Guy Pearce is in it. Kim Basing's in it. James Cronwell's in it. Dave DeVito's in it. Dave Strathair's in it. Uh, another character actor by the name of Ron Rifkin. Another character actor by the name of Paul Guilfoyle. Gilfoy. There's a whole mess of people. I mean, this movie's loaded with like like character actors that we've seen in other movies. You know what I mean? Like the guy who was the mentalist is one of the guys, also was a character in this movie. I mean, it was it's wild how many people are in this movie. But this movie won the Academy Award for best Adapted screenplay, but it also got Kim Basinger's award. She her her only award with victory was, I I believe, for this movie. Yeah, it was for for um for for this movie, yeah. What was, was the award? She won Best Actress in a Supporting Role. So, Best Supporting Actress. Who is it? Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger, yeah. Oh, wow. how much time total screen time did she have? Oh, I don't know, dude. You I much, mean, right? she had she had but she had a, a bit. She had quite a bit actually. She was she was a pretty you know pivotal piece of of, of acting as far as her character is concerned in this motion picture. But yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's from a book by James Elroy, who is also you know he's done a lot of like he has a lot of crime dramas and stuff. One of the books is, that he has called "Devil in the White City." It's actually optioned. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio actually owns the rights to that book for a movie. He's been trying to make the movie to be his like his own first and only. Well, it was, it was supposed to be the first time he's going to do a villain before he did the uh, the before he did Django Unchained. But this movie, the book is about H.H. Um, Holmes, who was the serial killer in Chicago who had the murder hotel.
2: Yes, during yes.
1: the turn of the century, during the Chicago World's Fair, that he murdered like a ton of people in his hotel. Like he had Jeez. rooms that he would give them the keys, and they would walk into the room and immediately fall through a trap door into another room. That had a slide and then in that room, he could either have gas in it or the person was, it was soundproof. They would die from starvation or they would fall into a vat of acid or it was just, it's just, or fall into a bed of spikes. I mean, it's crazy. The guy had a crazy house. He always put stuff in. And then he would never pay contract. So if you ever listen to those like stories about H. H. Holmes, it is nuts. But, anyways, that was supposed to be like a movie with Martin Scorsese, but they never did it. He still owns the rights, but they never did it. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, James O'Roy, he's done a lot of books, a lot of different things. But go right ahead, guys. I want to hear what you have to say. Let's go before, ahead and get the party we started. Get-
0: too deep into this, uh, I'm going to shout them out one more time. This is a band that I never get enough of, and I can go back and listen to them at any given time, and it's relevant because they're called the Kim Basinger Band, <laughs> based out of Hompano Beach, Florida. Google Pompano?
1: Board. You mean Pompano? Pompano?
0: Yeah, sure, whatever.
1: Pompano. <laughs> I'm not from there, folks. Yes, he's um, not. No, he's not. He's from good Kim old Basinger Texas. band.
0: Great, great ska band. Go check it out. Anyway, and Kim um, Basinger band. You have mentioned them in the band. past. Dude, you I You have mentioned them. If in you the past. if you want like just a a good old like I'm talking about like something that's just an alternate to all the big ska bands that you've heard, it's just another one. They got one or two albums out there that're real good. Anyway, um getting that out of the way. Kim Basinger. Great job. Um, actors, actresses, all the performances, good, very, very good. Um,
2: I just didn't give a shit.
1: <laughs> I just,
2: just didn't. Same say, dude. I
3: couldn't
1: just didn't
2: in. care what? at all.
1: <laughs> what? Why?
2: God, I don't. F- I don't feel bad now. God, thank you, Derek. Look,
1: oh here's my the, god! Here's the
2: thing.
0: Like, I
1: don't want to talk to you guys anymore. <laughs> so fuck you guys, bro.
0: I'm I'm gonna back and say okay, like no, no, Kevin, Kevin Spacey and and, uh, and Guy Pearce and Russell Crowe and Kim Basinger, Danny DeVito even had some good roles in there. And then obviously you really love James uh, Cromwell and his role. Like these are all really well played. Um, complicated some of them are complicated characters um but really some of them are just so so watered down that it looks like an easy writing ploy it's like like a
2: stereotypical character i've seen in another
0: movie
3: just like when I, when i think
0: about when i think about um um bud white okay yeah, you started off really good. You got, you got a cop that wants to do good, who doesn't tolerate you know, violence against women, but he himself is a very violent person. Um, you started off with a good base plate, like that was a good foundation to build from. And then it becomes a trope of the story that he's so simple that he can be manipulated to carry out someone else's bidding and like he's so just one-sided, so simple of a character, and I mean, come on, <laughs> come on! <laughs> I mean, like like uh, Kevin Spacey's character, um, kind of kind of complicated. We see that he doesn't like as much of the the secretive part of his job. He likes to be in the limelight. He wants to be acknowledged for the work that he does but the show feels hollow to him when he gets there you know and 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 guy pierce this guy is is probably the best written character i would say in the whole movie and i mean i guess it makes sense he's he's a prominent player in the whole movie right but he's really the only one who's got some complexity to it because when even when you think that he's going to not choose to do, when he's going to make the wrong choice he starts to make good choices eventually he, he recenters and whatnot you see his arc but i mean kim basinger did some good stuff i suppose
2: well guys here's and uh and russell Crowe. this was like before they were famous there were nobodies in this movie so well, that's what i mean like, like I, I i'm trying to differentiate
0: be- from the writing of you know uh, bud white's character or of uh oh i'm gonna say his name wrong is it the is that what they were saying it jack vincennes. vincennes vincennes that's what it was um vincennes and bud white those performances were great and i can see how those actors were giving us far more than what was on the page and it, and it was good it was what we needed them to do but there was so little to start with on that page. I feel like they were only able to do so much, you know? Um, I I get that the story all fits together. Um, They almost kind of, the way it opens up with Danny DeVito and the way he's kind of like painting the picture for you, it very much so kind of reminds me of like Sin City, like, like the voiceover of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's another noir movie we're just going to narrate, you know, painting the picture and that's kind of a cheap storytelling mechan- a mechanism, but all the same, you know, sometimes it kind of puts you in the mood and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I mean, it, it's in, it, in itself. Does not it make a flawed movie? Right. But look, Titanic made giant changes in the way that we film things, the way that we can generate things. And, and at least we have that. I mean, it wasn't really well written any better, but at least we got something out of it beyond just this one movie. (laughs) This one movie that was way too
2: damn long, mind you. (laughs) All for some titties. (laughs) Dude, look, I watched it. I remember years ago in high school, so 20 plus years ago, another girl that would probably be best friends with Tomas right now. She she loved L.A. Confidential. And I was like, (laughs) fuck, did I watch the same movie? Mm-hmm. I'm some snot nosed, what, sixteen year old kid. I was like I wasn't entertained by it. So I was excited. When you selected it, I was like, all right, man, this'll this'll be interesting. I could watch it with a different perspective and see what's up. It just seemed like a timepiece. It seemed like a movie released in ninety seven that could have been released in seventy seven and been an amazing movie. Right. Um it stayed true to the time in terms of what you saw with a lot of those characters. The acting, the the only thing the movie was missing was characters that spoke like this. Thing, yeah, come on, guys, <laughs> yeah, see? That, that's the only thing the movie was missing for me. That uh, what, history, it, what do they
0: call it? The Mid Atlantic, whatever is the the dialect? Yeah, of, yeah. It be, come on, totally created for radio. It never was a real thing. Yeah. No, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that that whole thing, dude, it, you're, you're dead on. Like, I feel like this, the film had a lot going for it. I mean, it really, it had all, all of the talent. And I mean, not, not like big names at the time that were going to draw an audience. I mean, like people who were talented and could perform the job well, right. (laughs) They were great actors and actresses all teed up here, but you didn't, I don't think they gave them enough. I think, I think it was just cohesive enough of a story to not flop.
2: Do you think it's because of Shock Valley? We've gotten so used to these crazy ass stories with all these crazy complex. Oh, it has a twist. Angles and twists and and out well, of nowhere. This one's just like okay, it's just like a typical fucking.
3: Well, here's here's
1: here's the here's the thing with this movie. This movie, it, 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 I I could see where you guys are saying that based on what the context of the movie and how it came out in the '90s and everything. And yeah, this is a typical. 90s style movie like this movie has is it's it's very different than what you would now you it's be tough to make a, this kind of movie nowadays because it's kind of a the movie is a time capsule essentially mm-hmm. yeah.
2: it is great. great word yes
1: it is a time capsule of a movie that they, they wanted to they, Curtis Hanson wanted to make a neo-noir movie neo-noir in the sense of it's a noir that is essentially taking everything that you can from 40s and 50s new, new, black and white noir, noir films, detective noir films like old, you know, like Maltese Falcon and, you know, yeah. the third man and shit like that. You have a movie like Are They still so based now.
0: it in the 50s.
1: Yes, it's based in the 50s, but it's, but it's post World War II 50s, it's 1952. But what I mean is, like,
0: if this is based in the fifties, it's mm-hmm. it's still noir, just noir. Not it's not noir. No, like no 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 no. All you did is didn't this put is a, the vignette is, over the, this the filter. Is, <laughs>
1: this is this is what they call neo noir because it's not it it didn't get filmed in the fifties. Mm. It's neo noir because it's not one. It's not black and white. But you could totally see this movie be done in black and white. Like oh, the yeah. way he shot it we need, was black and white style.
0: We need more like modern neo like like post-apocalyptic noir. Like more you know what? More Blade Runner. That's what we need. We need more Blade <laughs> Runner. Guess.
1: But but then of course then with, with Blade Runner, you're talking Blade Runner actually, if you think about it, dude, this movie t- took stuff from Blade Runner too. I mean it's it in the sense of how they how they had the characters move, how they had it. And what I really enjoyed about this movie is essentially you have these three characters that really have nothing to do with each other. Honestly, dislike each other 100%. And their stories converge in, I thought, a very cool way where you have little bits and pieces and that they don't really make sense until like one thing here and then one thing there. And then all of a sudden, everything starts putting together, which is great. And now a lot of movies do that. But back in 97, nobody did that shit. I think I feel like nobody the, did that.
0: The flaw that they made in telling this story was treating the audience a bit like they're dense. Um, so, for example, like when when they first they 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 first determine, oh, item A is related to item B, whatever these things are. Right. Fleur de lis. And then and then they'd be like, all right, well, that we're going to lump that all into now. It's now it's called item A. We figured these two things out. They were all related. And then they find this new thing. And they're like, item C and item A have something to do together. And then they recap and they put these things together. And then and then they find D and they put them together and then they recap. And then they find E and they put them together. Like it's every time you had to like spell it. Like if when I think about like a better way that this has been done, you know, you can have really solid talent. You can have really you know, good cinematics and, and, and a decent base, but so much of this is brought together by the writing. And I think about a story like dark Knight that didn't spell it out for me. It actually made me think, and yeah, they eventually kind of gave me the whole picture and iterated it to me maybe once, Mm -hmm. but they didn't treat me like I was an idiot. And I needed to be handheld from decision to decision to connection to connection, you know, whatever it was.
1: I mean, but then, but then, but, but I think, I think, I mean, and, and I, and I get what you're saying. This movie does force feed you a lot of information. It does. But then we also have to talk about where are we as a, as a, as a, I guess you could say as a race. I don't know. As a people nowadays, this is 1997. As, society. as a society, that's a better word. As a society, we're a lot more knowledgeable of things nowadays than we were in 1997. In Ninety-seven, we could look up shit and figure out shit on our phones. Now, back then, we had to fucking log into AOL, you know, Netscape, whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah, whatever you were using most of that the point. knowledge
0: was still was still passed by. It was either, still, you know, yeah. voice being taught or, or you know. And, so, and now we can just look up whatever we want.
1: So in this, if, if you have to look up, think of it in the context of this motion picture, they're giving you because of the way the motion picture is, and because of Curtis Hanson and Brian Helgeland, they want and 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 you know larger point, James Elroy's book, because this is from a, a large book. Right. His book is like six, 700 pages long. It's a big book. Elliot Confidential is a, is, a, is a tome of crime novels. It's one of the best crime novels of the last 50 years, it's considered. Okay? And because of the fact that this is movie takes place in the 50s and because of the fact that it is a detective novel – the the best way of showing at that time was to show it like one of those old novels, Philip Marlowe-style detective movies, where you have three different detectives of three different statures having an investigation. Some of them by mis- by accident. They just happen upon a piece of information. It's MacGuffin. This movie is, I will be 100% honest as far as that's concerned, this movie is very MacGuffin-heavy. It is MacGuffin heavy. Every well, single and, person in this movie has a MacGuffin at one point or another. Whether it's a conversation that they have, whether it's a piece of evidence, whether it's an experience. Yeah, every
0: every interview, every conversation they have, it like the last sentence is, Oh, and such and such and such this thing that you've been asking about and now have a connection to. Yeah. And and like and that was the other thing, is like we were following other characters around, right? It, it, I love there, there that, were, and and that that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. I thought it was kind of cool. We got to see things from different perspectives. We also got to see how they interact or, or make decisions whenever they're you know not in a group when they're on their own. They have to just choose and decide on their own. But you know, we also I, I got to the very end and I was like, oh shit, he knows this thing, and this guy knows that thing, but they don't know that each other know this thing. And like, if they just knew, if they just communicated and swapped the knowledge that they had and they could piece this all together and i I totally was oblivious to that because i as the audience assume that i am aware of everything that my protagonist knows and in reality i have multiple protagonists that are all following a different sequence of events and and so the audience suddenly knows far more than the people that are portraying these characters
2: on screen so it just doesn't man maybe that's what adds to the complexity there right
1: what what about you elias talk to me
2: Dude, I'm I'm on the same. Derek is speaking my language because <laughs> I was like, I, again, I tried to watch it, I, I watched it, but investing in the characters, and I was just, I I constantly think about, it. I was like, what's this remind me of? This seems very shtickish, right? Like, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I just, I couldn't get off of this whole timeline thing where it's like made in '97, but this movie seemed appropriate for '1955 or '1960 to be released and and enjoyed by everybody. Acting solid. I, I cannot say a single bad thing about it. I love Danny DeVito. I, I think he's such an amazing, unique character when they beat his ass. <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta, gotta kick out of the, that.
0: I, I didn't really get well, I mean, I, I guess I, I they they explained why it happened. I didn't understand what it meant for the story arc. Like, it didn't really make a difference that they had to kill a guy that I like. I wish that Danny DeVito lives in all of his movies because yeah. he's hysterical and he's still great. Whenever I look at him in like uh, *Sunny* in *Philadelphia*, right? Like, he's still hysterical, yeah. but all the same, uh, I don't know. It just it, it didn't it didn't serve the story. Like, they just he had had a de- and his body was just laying in that building as that building was getting shot up. He was getting pucked full of holes, as they were trying to do that final sequence in the shootout. Oh yeah! <laughs> and they don't even know it. Like they, no one tripped over that body. They just saw him, and he was like, "Very dead."
1: F <laughs> <laughs> well, for everybody. We're gonna jump around. He's four foot
2: ten, so he's not a lot of body to worry about.
1: Oh, dude, yeah. And have you seen him recently? Like he's lost a lot of weight too for his age. He's he's gotten a little bit more. He's gotten a little skinny. He's in those uh those Jersey Mike commercials. He's lost. You can see he's lost some weight. But anyways but uh but no yeah like okay so going back to i mean i just i mean i can see what you're talking about and it, it 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 does seem shtickish like they do it does seem like they have some they do utilize some tropes tropes a few
0: easy easy mcguffins but few once again this pride. is
1: 1997 i mean every most a lot of movies had a ton of tropes and for this kind of motion mm-hmm. picture i mean they did they did follow tropes because it was made to be a noir detective story in the city of Los Angeles, the city of angels, as the chief, the sheriff said, the chief says, but, but yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about scenes. We're going to jump around everybody. Like we said, Um, I'm going to talk about, I have an idea. Wait, 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 hold on. Uh Hold on. I'm going to call bullshit on this. What? So LA confidential
0: 1997. While I agree, there are lots of movies that were, Incredibly popular in the '90s, uh, mm-hmm. they came out and they were hits. And nowadays, we look at them and then it's like that—that that is trash. I don't mean to say that L.A. Confidential is trash. I'm not. I'm just saying a lot of a lot of '90s movies that were big or don't have the same following anymore.
1: In the army now.
0: Uh, mm, true. <laughs> Why not? You know what? You're right. <laughs> but here's the thing: um, just three years prior, we got the gem of a film, Leon.
1: Oh Leon! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, Leon, Leon is not a noir movie, though.
0: Uh, no, my point being is that there were '90s movies that oh, were yeah. way better than this.
1: Well, <laughs> I think this movie is amazing. I think and I, I think Leon is better, but I think this movie is incredible. But that's just me. I, you guys don't have to. I, go I'm with just that.
0: saying we can't scapegoat everything, saying that well, well, it's no. a '90s movie. They were all no. bad. There were some no, good ones
1: no, too. no, 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 no. Okay. I'm just saying that, that a lot of 90s movies that were thought of as good, that I think are good, that some people think are good, like some. you guys don't like Starship Troopers. Like you didn't like Starship Troopers, dude. But Starship Troopers for me is great because it's satirical, but that's just me. That's my opinion. You guys didn't think that was. Guys.
0: Yeah. Starship Troopers was,
1: it's a casual watch, I would say. Yeah. But I would rather watch La Confidential. It was <laughs> <illegal>. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump around here, guys. All right, so um, other than that, let me just see something. I wanted to see what this movie made as far as money what was the budget. So it's the like budget for this million, motion picture was thirty five million. It made one hundred and twenty six worldwide. Wow, wow, I'm kind of surprised. Ninety seven was a sad
3: no. year.
0: Ninety seven, lots of people were hurting. People had money to spend. Uh, I don't know. What other excuses do we have?
2: movie tickets for six bucks a pop? If you're, it
0: like. was it was really Fuck you, bro. really raining Fuck you, hard bro. that weekend that it came. Fuck out. you,
1: bro. <laughs> September nineteenth, nineteen ninety seven. That's a bad. That's a bad weekend, anyways, for any movie, dude. But it made one hundred twenty six million worldwide. It doubled. It almost doubled its budget in the states.
0: I mean, people. All all of uh, what parks? Why were you gotta closed. hate, bro? Parks Why you gotta hate, bro? Why you gotta hate? There was an Ebola breakout or something, and and theme parks were closed. (laughs) I'm just making shit up at this point. I know, I know, I know.
1: (laughs) But anyways, but I think you were what? You were six. I think you were six years old, weren't you, Derek? Because you have no taste. Because you have no taste, Derek. You have no taste. You were you were living in Blue's Clues at this point. Eight years
0: old. What was the into? (laughs) to?
1: Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues.
0: I was just Eureka's Castle.
1: <laughs> well, I do remember a year wheel, Pinwheel, pinwheel, spinning around. Looking no, at the what? Table. What
0: else? I, I just gotten over Power Rangers. What was I into then?
1: Fifty Shades of Great. Anyways, all right. So babies. making <laughs> <laughs> playing playing Thank with you. Ken dolls. Anyways, all right. So all right. So uh, jumping around. I'm gonna go talk about. But here's something we could talk about. All right. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about what your opinion let's talk about your opinion as far as the best scene and then your opinion of as far as the worst scene. Okay? So I'm gonna go first as far as the best scene, in my opinion. For me, in this movie, the best because I mean we could jump around to different scenes and all this kind of stuff, and and we may well do that, but I want to talk about this first. As far as the best scene, in my opinion, and that's just me, my favorite scene in this motion picture. Is the interrogation scene. Oh, that's a pretty good sequence. Yes. When he goes to the different rooms and he goes to the three guys, and and he goes, he first he talks to one one of the dudes, and they're like, he's like, Hey, I heard you were I heard you went sissy at the camp. And he's like, I didn't go sissy, it was this guy. And then he he goes jumps around at each one and he just plays off of each one. And he and and they don't know, and he's like Flicking the switch so they hear what he's talking about in the room. Yeah, passing like, the audio he's, into each it's room je- so they can genius. hear whatever they are like, confessing a- about each other. Exley is an absolute genius in this whole scene. Like Guy Pierce plays this fucking scene to a T. And then when he walks out and he sees that one dude who went sissy in the in the in the camp, like if unfortunately if we know its called based on the timeline and where this was, the sissy for them back then was homosexual. Nowadays we don't like using that terminology, but that's what he called it for a guy who. Did that in the prison. And so they walk in and he sees the guy and he's like, he's like, and he looks, and he's like, I'm taking him next. And the guy had peed himself. Like he yep. was so scared he peed himself. And then, then then he talks about how he just wanted to get his cherry, you know, taken and, and laid like, and he finds out that he raped a girl. And the minute he says that, Bud White loses his shit, breaks a chair with his hands. I'm like, holy fuck. And then he puts he puts the gun in the guy's mouth. And he just he takes every bullet out but one, and he pulls a trigger four times. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, I would piss my pants too at that point. I was like, fuck me! Oh my god! That's he fucking
0: they. And that, the whole me. the whole thing, though, like what that really amounts to, and and I agree that whole sequence was really well done. Not only was it well written, it was well filmed, and I really love that they portrayed that sequence. But what it amounted to to the greater arc was that we found somebody who raped a woman, not somebody who killed a bunch of people in a restaurant.
1: No, and not only that, but here is what I like most about that scene, is that in the end of that scene. Exley knew that these guys were innocent of the night owl. Now they were innocent of the rape. It's a different story, but they were innocent of the night owl killings. So he's like, What the fuck is going on? What's happening here? And that that's already in his mind is like wheels are turning. Like, it's what turning is point. going on? It's a turning point for that character. For that character's storyline. There's other storylines that happen with the other guys. But for that character, he's already like putting the piece, he's starting to put the piece together. You know, the square pegs are going into the round holes at that hey, point. It starts
2: evolving like, from the Boy Scout, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, that's definitely, that whole sequence is whenever he first starts making some questionable decisions. Decisions um, before he eventually writes the ship, you know?
1: Now, the worst scene, in my opinion, for that movie is probably um honestly I don't really like the scene when they go to arrest the the, 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 the three black guys because it's kind of a stupid scene
2: the chase scene with the shotgun and all that stuff
1: well not that not, that's the one after when they escape but that one I liked that one was a cool shot but I'm saying like when they first get to the the, the house and they see the red car and those two guys are like planting the shotguns, which is such an obvious plant. Right. And they arrest them. And you know, like, you're like these fucking guys aren't going to live to see the next day when you're actually shooting the movie for the first time, you're like, how are these guys going to fucking survive? They left their shotguns in the car. Like that for me was just like, Oh God, you guys could have done this so much better. <laughs> like it would have been so much better. You know, they could have just had, you know, like, Whatever, but it just—it seems so obvious at that point that they were not the guys for the night owl killings. But that scene for me, I was just like, and then he goes, "Hey, I'm the ranking officer here." Like I was like, "Oh God, you really?" Of
0: course, they need to me. say that. Of that course. does
1: not work for me. But yeah, that's what police but,
0: guys say in movies.
1: Yes, all the time. I'm the hey, I'm the ranking officer here. It's our. Call. This is my
2: investigation.
1: This is, this is under federal grounds investigation now. You're out of your jurisdiction. All right. But anyways, what about you? What's your guys' favorite so,
0: scene? So I agree with your particularly good scene selection. 100%.
3: Um,
0: I, I think that was a great selection. Um, I probably would have picked that as my first, but I'll pick an alternative. I liked whenever um, what's-his-name went to go and shake down the DA. Oh, that's a data. good
1: one, too. That's a really good one, I too. I think that was
0: a pretty – because cause at that point – Um, Our two protagonists have against their emotions decided to work together and are actually like, like we've got one guy who's only the, 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 the the goodest of good decisions I can make. And the other guy who's got the muscle and action to make it happen. And now we've got them kind of converged into one person, one entity moving forward. And once you've got that, you've actually got a decent cop, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're getting a lot of things done suddenly. <laughs> Jesus um Christ. I also think a, uh, a similarly good scene that at least, at least it's important because it helps us better understand some of our characters was when Russell Crowe, uh, is concerned about the girl with the broken nose in the car. It gives us a very clear picture yes. of what his motives are. Cause we just saw him leave that house with the domestic violence situation. And then we saw him in the same situation whenever he's in uh, He well, he doesn't really do anything in the, in the liquor store, but as he comes out, you know, the girl in the he car, sees her, he's, yeah. he's paying attention to that. And we kind of see this, it's the first two instances in very short order. That's like the first like 15 minutes, 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, So we've got these two reinstilling characteristics of this character to keep perpetuating this. And you can see it throughout the movie. They keep rehashing that with this character to make sure that we understand what his motives are. And suddenly he's invested in Kim Basinger's character. Yeah. And now we've got, a way to manipulate him. And we keep, we're just going to play that one more time for you so that you've already know what's going to happen and why he's going to do this. Cause he's done it every time prior. Yeah. As for a particular crappy scene, man, there was no point of that entire Christmas party sequence. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? You
1: mean the one with the, the Mexican stuff and everything like that?
0: Well, no, that just demonstrated how corrupt the 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 police la station police was. department was. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, like the whole sequence where uh, Guy Pierce is getting interviewed, and you know they're taking his statement, and all these people are you know, popping bottles and drinking, yeah. and playing games in the background. Like what? Nothing. All you're establishing at that point is that there are reporters in the building. Yes. And that's it. You could have just said, oh, there's reporters over in that corner and then gone about having your prison sale uh, uh, brawl with all, uh, you know, uh, incriminating all the Hispanic people because inherently there's evil somehow. I, I don't.
1: <laughs> it was. but well, I mean, it's one of those things for that, that, that. And honestly, yeah, part of the parts of that scene oh, did not oh. need to happen.
3: Oh,
0: and then and then the Hispanic guys go from having an incredibly thick Hispanic accent to having an LA accent yeah, immediately yeah. with fluent English. <laughs> like, look, hey, look,
1: man, he didn't do that.
0: Yeah, like, come, come on, like, if you're playing a character,
1: they went, they play went, the
0: character, they whatever went, the trope is, just stick went, to one.
1: They went straight cholo. They went straight cholo, and that's <laughs> hey, man, we didn't do that.
3: Yeah, like, what, what was about the point? There
1: was a. There was one thing with that scene, too. Yeah, I get that. I, I mean, there was a part of that scene where it's just like, there was, um, what was it? They they really are, like, hamming up the aspect of the motion picture being about, oh, uh, what's it called? Like, like the aspect of how LAPD was so corrupt back then. Like, in essence, LAPD, which, it you know, to a certain degree, it still is with these fucking, uh, these, uh. These gang squads—have you heard about that in LA? What do you know? What about? Okay, so anyway,
0: dude, so dude, you don't even have to tell me—I believe it. So- any, any police? Okay,
3: here's
1: no, the no, no, this no, is, no, no. Let's be, this this let's, be never, let's be careful.
0: This is never, this is never going to be fixed until we change the systematic problems that exist. Sure, we need we need representation to all these different people, all these different backgrounds to have in the same positions that we can have a cohesive society. And otherwise, you're just going to have bias inherent from whatever so- prior generation. This is gonna be the case forever.
1: So so um so LAPD back then was like essentially like another mob. They basically ran the city and it was kind of like to the highest bidder back then. Because LA was LA was starting to get there's lots of money thrown around. But lots of money going around. I mean this movie for me reminded me a lot of Chinatown. Chinatown is a much better movie and it has the same tropes, but for some reason it just comes off a lot better. So watch Chinatown, guys. It's worth it. It's worth it. Instead of
0: LA Confidential? All No, day. no. It gives you context. It gives
1: you context, <laughs> in my opinion. I think it's great. They're both on great. They're both great. Chinatown is a better movie, but LA Confidential is a great flake. And they're both noir films. But this one is about, you know, the expansion of LA at this point, freeways. Where Chinatown is about the water in, in LA that's the whole point of who owns the water in LA in Chinatown here is who owns the roadways and it's Pierce Patchett and fucking the chief of police essentially. But, but, uh, especially played by David Strathairn and the chief played by James Cromwell. But what I was saying was that you had the LAPD, but nowadays what's happening in LAPD is they have what's called gang squads where you have these squads of police officers that are in different departments and they're essentially gangs within the police department. They have all the hallmarks. Of- oh, like
0: a frat party kind of thing, like a frat group, secret club. Everyone's Literally, everyone's cool in the club.
1: They have all the hallmarks of gang squads. They all get tatted up with their squad. You, you remember training day? Mm-hmm. That's a gang squad. And it's not a gang squad like a vice squad or something like this. No, this is a gang of cops. That work together for years and are completely corrupt. They skim off the top. They sell drugs if they have to. They work with criminals, and in the sense, are criminals basically within criminal organizations within the police department. It's in there's this whole thing now in LAPD trying to get through. They've arrested a whole mess of cops like that that are part of these gang squads in different departments. This this crap is so it's frustrating wild.
0: because there, there are Crazy. there are so the many the worst about it well and there's so many so many honest good working oh yeah dude officials I know, I know in, in 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 police or in any other in any sector that there's always people that are there to do the job and, and be honest and and you know be that, that that beacon of trust and hope that we should have in mm-hmm. society, mm-hmm. but it's always the dipshits that fuck everything up They're and make. It, this everybody. is why this is They're an explicit. Really- this is why it's explicit episode. Yeah, folks. fuck these people, man. <laughs> and they always go fuck shit up, and so it's 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 like you get a handful of people that just are dipshits, and it makes it worse for everyone else.
1: Yeah, it's, dude.
2: It's, it's funny it's, even talking about the corruption component because in the early nineties we had Rodney King with the LA riots Pe- and the LA yeah. police department. Same thing. So.
1: And it's still bad over there. It's Statement still bad. can't shake.
2: It's crazy. It's,
1: it's, it's, and, 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 and it's not, just it's just like one bad apple ruins the whole bunch kind of thing. And it's just like, you get these cops and they, they, and there's plenty of police officers. And we're not trying to say that all police officers are bad. No, there are so many police officers, but it's the bad ones. And the bad ones are really bad and they can't do anything about them because, and, and to a case in point, to a certain point, it's, sometimes the unions get in the way. It's kind of like, it's kind of like if you're, it's if, you're making,
0: if you're it's making, if you're
1: making it, it's so tough.
0: Here's the thing. You're making an egg salad. You got all fresh eggs and you got one that you can smell from three weeks away. You throw that in that thing and the whole batch is just shit. No one wants to eat that. It smells terrible. It just takes mm-hmm. one bad egg, dude. Yeah. Just takes one. And that's yep. the fucked up thing. Cause all these, all these people trying to do the right thing, get lumped in all the same For real. The point. Um, very very <laughs> real premise that they've painted into this story yeah. as, as a like, uh,
1: cause, cause, uh, and, and then they presented in the beginning with the whole Mickey Cohen thing because Mickey Cohen was a real dude Yep,
0: yep Mickey yep.
1: Cohen was taken down by a group, actually a group of police officers in the LAPD called the Hat Squad they were the LAPD's version of Elliot Ness and the Untouchables mm. and their whole thing was, and they were called the Hat Squad because they all wore fedoras but, but they were just called the Hat Squad because they were like they were the West Coast Untouchables, and that's how they brought you. Know, they mentioned that Mickey Cohen got for tax evasion, same thing as Al Capone, and and they brought him down just like Al Capone was brought down by the Untouchables, and that was the Hat Squad. But Mickey it, Cohen um, left a vacuum, which was filled by Pierce Patchett and the Chief of Police.
0: I've been thinking about this the whole time that I watched this movie, and since we started recording, and I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you brought up Al Capone. Did you know he's the reason that milk has an expiration date?
2: I did not, and why?
0: Apparently, when he still was doing his thing, he ate had some a bad experience with milk and lobbied to have an expiration date <laughs> put on to milk. You can Google this; it comes. This uh,
1: it's is real. awesome. It's a real thing. That is awesome. I've and never known that. I'm Le just going to put all that shit away in my brain, bro, for later. He's, he's, we know about yes. all this other shit that he
0: did. That's awesome. And,
1: <laughs> and,
0: and, <laughs> at some point, this guy did one good thing for all of society. Holy
1: oh, shit. All I can think about in that movie, whenever I think about it, was that girl, hey, mister, you left your briefcase. Boom. And the girl gets blown up. That's all I think about I it. About that. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, Elias, what about you, bro? What about you, man? <sighs>
2: Cliche, but I like the ending where shoots uh, Cromwell's character in the back.
3: Oh and yeah, essentially
2: cuts a fucking deal. It's like, yeah, we'll say he's a good guy, he died a hero. So, again, <laughs> just keep on layering on the corrupt layers, and yes. then uh, you'll get another award. You're good.
1: And, and Xley's like, everywhere. and Exley's like, well, you need a fall guy. Yeah, there's your fall guy kind yeah. of thing. Like, it's just this whole thing, and I love it because Xley's just like, and he's Xley's like. In this movie you find out that x is like two three steps ahead of everybody
0: well and he's always he's always willing to do the right thing but the only exception is whenever it helps him do more right things yes like i'm gonna i'm gonna Take, eat this one so that I can do this thirty more times.
1: I know? have to eat this shit sandwich so that yeah. way I can have prime rib next. Well,
2: he's got those high standards by being the son of a famous police officer, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: detective or whatever. Detective, yeah. Who's another that? cheap archetype? That <laughs> it's true. This. this is
1: true. And the chief was his like dad's partner.
0: Yeah. And he even points out like it's big shoes to fill. I don't. I, I don't know. And then oh god. One of his first lines is, "You know, I don't have to do it
1: the way that you guys did.
0: I'm different." <laughs> just,
1: come on. <laughs> what about your? What's the worst scene for <sighs> you, Elias? As
2: weird as it sounds, Kev- I I wish Kevin Spacey's death would have played out a little bit longer than how it was carried out. Uh, it just seemed mm, really quick to me. I, I, I don't will. know
0: jarring very abrupt
2: i was like holy shit like i I didn't see that coming there was still like a good third of the movie to go
1: i have a feeling well i have a feeling it was on purpose of course it's on purpose it's on purpose but because he had to feed that little piece of information to the chief and that was the only way it came through and i guess i mean i've never read the book i've i've thought about reading the book but i've never read the book and i don't know how that how different the movie is from the book. I mean, movie's almost two, it's two hours and 18 minutes long with, without credits, it's about two hours and 10 minutes long, probably two hours and too 12. long, too long. No, it's perfect. Actually it's perfect. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I'd have been fine but, with a solid but, 90 minute film, but no, there's so much more depth to this motion picture. You don't know what you're talking about Derek. but there was, um, but I think, I think the way it happened, like, I just think that Jack's character was so. What I liked Jack's character was that you have this character who is he's really doesn't give a shit about being a cop. He doesn't want to be a cop. It's just something that he did. And it was a job for him. It wasn't like a lifestyle. It was a way for him to get into Dragnet or as they call it in the movie. Uh, what did they call in the movie? Um, fuck, I don't know. But it was Dragnet. It was Dragnet. Badge of mm-hmm. honor. Badge of oh, honor. There you go. There you go. Badge of honor, and it was just a way for him to get into Hollywood because he became a consultant. And he's just—he's a slimy dude. He's a slimy dude, you know. And because he really has no scruples in regards to you know bringing people down, because he, he puts him if he puts him in the pages in the, in the newspaper, he's good to go. I'm I'm as long as he's. Always in the forefront of people's minds. Like apathetic, almost, right?
0: They yes, did the whole. They did the whole photo shoot sequence. Oh, we got to get you positioned just in front of this thing. Blah blah. For the blub, theater,
1: blub. yeah. But Ugh. I mean, it was just he's 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 not, he, and then you kind of see his redemption arc to a certain degree. But he, they they made him seem like to be he was like he was he's a MacGuffin and himself because he kind of like. By him giving the name Rolo Tomasi, that was a fake name that only him and Exley knew was fake. You know, the chief said it, and then he knew right away. Exley's like, this guy's in on it; like he's has something to do with Jack. So it was just Which one of those was a things. Brilliant
0: move to give that name and know that you just basically did one last like hail mary. I might still be able to get this motherfucker
1: for real. For that, real, that was great. It was awesome. I was just like, this is amazing. This is amazing. I was like, shit, man.
2: The, the gun scene was also really good too in the house at the very end of the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. With uh um, Russell Crowe popping out of the hole in that one scene and yeah. surprising the guy and just like lighting him up. But uh-huh. I've always I've always had a soft spot for uh, handgun scenes and you're not just lighting it up with a machine gun and stuff. There's, there's a certain level of
1: where you have to like reload where you have to like, yeah. ding, you know what I mean? That was neat. The, yeah.
2: The the, yeah. The, 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 the mandatory shotgun cocking on a number of
1: different <laughs> occasions. <especially laughs> cocking in the air. For sure. Yeah. Totally necessary movement. It's, it's, it's an extension of my penis. Basically. there nope. you go. <laughs> no, nope. never, never,
0: never again.
1: <laughs> but all right. So, all right, so I want to talk about a couple of scenes, like just in general. I want to talk about the the DA scene. The DA scene that you mentioned, Derek, was great. oh, where they're hanging like, him out of the window. Scene. Yes, where he's like, where it's 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 so good cop bad cop that it's like it's amazing good cop bad cop because when the DA like stops talking and he goes to the bathroom and then actually just gives but a look. And then Bud goes in. He's like, and he and the the DA goes, "Don't give me that good cop bad cop bullshit. I invented that shit." And yep. he's just like, and he bangs his head into the fucking mirror, yep. and then he fucking puts him in the toilet. He fucking toilet bowls him. I'm like, Squirly. oh my god, he Didn't swirls see that him. one coming. I'm like, oh fuck yeah. And that that old man is great too. He's a great actor too. He's always played kind of weird dudes, but then or he throws him like through the window. For-
2: Always like a leadership. Always,
1: leader. always, always. And he just puts them out the window and then he pees himself. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is great. So there was it's a like, theme here with
2: urinating yourself. It's, it's
1: There was. There was never seen
2: that in another movie. Typically, seen one person piss themselves, not multiple.
1: Yes, it's great. I was like, he's like, eh. eh. Oh, my God. And I've, I felt bad for like. That one guy who gets his throat slit because of the DA, I'm like, fuck, poor guy, dude. I'm like, shit. I was like, God, this movie, man. I feel bad for so many people in this movie. They just keep dying.
0: I mean, they they were pretty intentional about some of those changes. I mean, it it, it like you could see that some characters were teed up just early enough to make their you know influence on the viewer, and then killed off almost immediately. Like they gave that very defined boundaries, right? Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, man. This um <laughs> there was a better way to spend two hours. <laughs> I'm right. sure there was. <laughs>
1: All right. I don't know if you guys want to keep talking about it, but I have a feeling that we've reached the end of this movie because you guys, I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> and if you can't see this in 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 podcast world, I'm flipping these guys off. Double fingered because they are fucking assholes. And I don't care. I love this movie. Bye bye. Come on, bud. Come I love this movie. I've always loved this movie. I own this movie. I own this movie on digital. I own this movie in fucking DVD. I own laser shit. disc. Shit. I wish it was on laser disc. I would have bought it. But all right, so let's go ahead and go to um, our fucking ratings. I will go first because otherwise you guys are going to fucking make me cry. <laughs> oh, I give do. this movie a hard eight. Mm. I've always liked this movie. I would love it. Love this movie. I I love every aspect of this movie. Kim Basinger's role was amazing. She did a great job in this motion picture at that point. Uh, Kevin Spacey, even though he's kind of a fucking dirtbag now, he was amazing back then. This was a few years after Usual Suspects. So, I mean, he was hot on the heels. I mean, just before he got American Beauty. So, I mean, he was... In the thick of it, this was heyday. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. This before was a couple peak. of
2: these guys hit it big, right? I mean, Kevin Spacey. Well, no, appears, no, 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 no. Kevin Bro. Spacey had
1: already. Kevin Spacey had already won the best supporting actor for Usual Suspects*. That came out like in '95. Okay. But *American Beauty* I think came out in like '98. So this 99. was just before he got best actor award. But so he was right in the thick of things at this point. Like he was at his peak at this point. Uh and then of course you had Guy Pierce coming in, Russell Crowe. This is like his second, third movie in the States. I mean, he he had been in Virtuosity, which we've talked about on this up on the show before. Did we release uh, that one? Did we that never one ever released out? that one. That one got shit. It was like the it was messed up. But that one we did, it was virtuosity. That was in the first season we were doing alphabetical order. Uh, but at some point, yeah, folks
0: at home will get the maybe, message and change our software. <laughs>
3: I don't at some know. point,
1: fuck me, <laughs> I, who the fuck knows? But uh, but yeah, so you had James Cromwell on this. I mean, it was just one of those things, dude. But yeah, but yeah, it's that's me. I've a heartache, eight.
0: All right, Elias, where you at, man? Six,
3: where, where yeah. six, straight out. <laughs>
2: I <laughs> I got the best there. Six and a half, six and a half. Six and a half. Dude, again, I just... That's your opinion. Your six is good. Go with six. Go I with couldn't six, I'm good. get into it. Mm. I couldn't invest in all the characters. I'm huge into character play and development. And I just feel like there's so many different things going on and too many cliches. And again, going back to that, I, I felt like it was a timepiece. So that's me.
0: Hmm. Great rating. Good, good points. I appreciate
2: it.
0: <laughs> um, no, no, because I'm, I'm right where he's at. I was trying to be nice. Um, how much? Uh, well, let, let's start off with, with how well it was made. I gave it a four. I think that uh, they probably just needed some better writing. Honestly, that was really my biggest complaint.
1: Bro, it won the Academy Award, bro. Needed better <laughs> writing. Oh, my God.
0: Um. And how much I liked it, I gave it a two point seven. So that brings us to a four point seven. I'm sorry, a six point seven. Six point seven is my rating, and our average now, with all three of ours put together, is a six point nine, which is nice.
1: I'm okay with that. I'll give it that. IMDb gives it an eight point two. What did Rotten Tomatoes give it? Rotten Tomatoes gave it. Let me look. And there's up. a
2: lot of really good ratings. Um, on this. Tomatoes.
0: Let me look. What does it say? It says ninety nine.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with Rotten Tomatoes. I don't agree with you guys. Popcorn times. You guys have no, you guys have no say. In I think anything. we're
2: going to get fired from the podcast. Then. Look, look, no, uh, no, no.
1: You,
0: it's your I'm opinion. I'm in the it's minority. Your I still stick by it. This, this movie's not for me.
1: <laughs> All right, so top shelf.
0: Top shelf, sir. shelf. I, top shelf. I, I will go here. first.
1: My top shelf. To be honest with you is Kenobi I really? just saw Kenobi I just saw Kenobi recently and I enjoyed it immensely
0: I was so disappointed by that show
1: I I loved every aspect of Kenobi like the Wolf and cub
0: was so poorly executed and I thought Leia it was, was great such a terrible character
1: I thought it was great I thought she I thought the little girl I mean she's very little. It's a very young actress, and it's it comes she comes off a little crazy. But what I loved about Kenobi was the aspect of we have this image of Obi Wan Kenobi being this amazing swordsman, and yeah, really internally
0: positive, and and yeah, just it's just that.
1: incredibly proficient in his skill as a master of the Jedi arts. You know what I'm saying? As a master of the lightsaber.
0: And he gets owned.
1: And he gets owned yeah. on so many occasions in this movie, in the show, because he's so out of touch with what's happening in the world because he's so depressed over having lost his his student in Anakin and having that fight. that He doesn't want to pick up a lightsaber. He's lost all practice with the fucking weapon. That he looks. He's not stupid. even used to using
0: the force. He's like no. closing himself off.
1: Which I thought was great. You know, I enjoyed that aspect. It was a great
0: premise, but it was so much
1: filler. I, that was it, enough
0: for a one hour special. That I, was. I could have done it in one hour.
1: I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. But I but I, I understand your point, but I disagree. I But I, I, I that's my, because I finally watched it. I finally sat down and saw it. Now, granted, Andor's a much better show. For I sure, dude. It is a For much sure. Better. It's a much was, better show, better but they're series. two different shows. They're two different shows. Completely different shows. And I still think Kenobi is amazing in its own right, as far as that kind of show, and Andor. Andor is two shows, basically. It's a spy show, and it's a prison break show. I mean, it's fucking wild. But, but Kenobi is a hero's arc, hero redemption show. Where you see the hero who was at one point one of the best Jedi's in Star Wars, who is now a nobody has been working in a fucking fish factory. You know what I'm saying? Like he and, and, and potentially you could say considering him to be like he's a he's a he works in a fish canning factory. I mean that's what he's it's doing. Like, basically. Yeah. And and it's it's just it, it is his going from there to now we go to, at the end of the movie, we're at Obi-Wan the badass. We're back to being the badass.
2: Ah. It was still kind of lame there at the end. Are they doing another season? or just? They
1: said that they would like to, and Ewan said he's up for it, but it has to be worth it. And I think if they were to do a series, it would be because the way the series ended, he's finally accepted who he is at that point. And I think I think what they should do is they should make, which they did in clone wars. They kind of made it a detective movie. They had like detective movie arcs with him, but I would love for him to be kind of like do little adventures like that. That's what nah, I like. What I, I want,
0: like. I want flashback and I want to see him with quag on. I want Liam Neeson brought in to be well, he was
1: brought into the show. They brought him in the show. And, and I wanna see ghost. him
0: I wanna see him in I wanna see his training, his you know, precursors
1: episode. But you McGregor's too old for that shit, dude. They'll 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 throw flashbacks in. What I don't really, aging, I don't see they I don't see do I don't it. see why they wouldn't throw flashbacks in, but I still think they should make it they got they gotta figure out a, a way to put the show through it. And I think it would be either great.
0: That, either that or just turn it into a Oh a, a, you I just the,
1: realized something that they could oh what if they do like a whole episode about his relationship with Mandalore?
0: I mean, there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, because
1: the lady the who Wars. was the lady who was um, the sister it was of a love, love interest w- was yeah. his. Was basically she was the woman he was in love with. Yeah. I forgot her name. What's the lady from Mandalorian? The girl from the Mandalorian. Um, I don't remember. Oh, now. Katie Sackoff, but whatever. Katie Sackhoff's character, her bigger sister, her big sister in in fucking in the in 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 the Clone Wars. That she was the.
0: Uh, the point I was trying to make is that <laughs> they could just make the sequence with uh, uh, Obi wan and. Uh, <laughs> Quagron, both them as force ghosts. <laughs> of all this other shit go on and comment on it like the two old men and the Muppets that used to. <laughs> <heck with them. laughs>
2: that's what I need.
1: <laughs> hey, what's wrong with you? Oh no, it's Satine Crees. Satine Crees. Yeah, that was 10 right. yeah. sister. Was Satine Crees, and that's that was obi-wan's like love interest like if he wasn't a jedi they would have been married basically
0: yeah they they even they hinted at him them having children a few couple times
1: yeah they they, yeah there's there's rumors that she had kids and he and there's there's obi-wan's kids are out there possibly that's that's a that's a rumor on the internet on the interwebs as they say anyways all right But the whole thing the whole point
0: being i'm down for the heckling the two fourths goes tackling.
1: <laughs> hey, did you see that? No, I couldn't see because it's so stupid. Oh, oh anyways. <laughs> All, All right. right, Derek, what's yours?
0: I'm gonna give you a two for because there's one that's clearly a shoe in Ahsoka. Um we're far enough into it now. I have uh I have not
1: seen the- it, but I'm dying to see it.
0: As of recording, I've seen the first five episodes and I don't think that there's going to be, I mean, I imagine there's going to be another 10 or 12 episode sequence at the most. Um, it's I think it's, I think it's really only like good. seven,
1: eight episodes the first season, I
0: think. It's really good. It Man, this show is toying with the complexities that come with Ahsoka being raised as a teenager Padawan in war and making decisions where soldiers are killed at her orders and her having to watch people be slaughtered and yada, yada, yada. And like what kind of Jedi that's made her into what kind of force user has made her into it's a great series. Check it out. I'm sure that they're going to wrap up the first sequence and naturally. um, uh, Oh shit. I just playing it. Rosario Dawson. Great, 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 great. And there's been other really good acting as well, but. Anyway, I just I,
1: love that they brought Hayden Christensen back for the fucking show for everything in Star Wars. Yeah, I'm here for him, like, dude. I'm here for him.
0: You know, that's the thing is, I remember so many people were pissed off at him early on, and like it's I it's remember, fun. I remember that there were some aspects of that character that I didn't really like. But I mean, he was an actor who was just acting as he was told, and I mean, they kind of needed to make him a little <laughs> bit annoying. I think in episode two.
1: I th- Here's the thing with Hayden Christensen. I also think that I've rewatched their prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And in rewatch, when you rewatch the prequel trilogy, like you appreciate his acting more because, yeah, he was kind of hamstrung by George Lucas because George Lucas was, I guess he was, you could say he's way past his prime. He was directing so like as if, out, right? yeah he was directing these prequels as if it was still the 70s dealing with the 70s kind of you know sensibilities mm. of, of yeah. acting because he was trying to make them be like serials like the whole point but he wasn't really giving the characters much depth as far as the direction was concerned. I don't know. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say, but but yeah, but yeah, I mean, I've like, been
0: kind of checked out for that movie and all the same, Hayden Christensen coming back as, you know, Anakin and us getting to see Darth
1: Vader and Kenobi.
0: Uh, well, yeah, but him being able to see him fill out that character, because I mean, if you think about like the Darth Vader that we have from the original trilogy, there's v- no attachment to the actor that portrayed that character. No, um, he's his face is only shown for moments at the very end of the sequences, and and it's it really doesn't pay play much because you know Darth Vader as the black mask,
1: and they took and they took that actor out in the special edition, at the end with the Force Ghost, they pop in Hayden Christensen. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And, and you know, the, the character that we know as Darth Vader is this black mask with James Earl Jones' voice, right? That's That's who Vader is. And so, you know, there's not really a way to bring that back to our current series. We couldn't bring in James Earl Jones to portray Darth Vader, and that wouldn't work. That's not who was under the helmet, right? And so, you know, now we're able to at least... Latch on to Hayden Christensen, who's doing a great job, honestly. He's still in that character. Which
1: was great in Kenobi because, in Kenobi, during the the, the final battle, if you haven't seen it, it really should just be a
0: Star Wars show. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, which was great in Kenobi because they had Hayden Christensen, like, one point the mask gets kind of like messed up during the fight and the voice thing is like cutting in and out so you have both hayden christensen's voice and james Earl jones's voice going in and out of the and and and, and you see the acting coming through yeah which is a great about a year last and a half year ago. about a year and a half ago, a a half a half ago. ago. Yeah. yeah yeah i, I, I think i didn't watch it and 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 that's that's the good thing if you see the battle again that's the whole thing is that you see the the the, the acting really come through because you know that Hayden Christensen is talking in all these scenes, and of course they dub his voice with James Earl Jones. But in that scene, you're hearing both together because the machine is messed up because it got cut. But you're hearing both together, and they're both synchronized at the exact same spot, and they're both talking in the same yeah. intonations and flavor. And it's it's a great scene because then you're you're seeing the acting come through, even with it, even with James Earl Jones' voice popping out. It's awesome. I I fucking love it. Anyways, but yeah, I want to see okay, Soka. So that's,
0: that's uh, so that that's my first first pick, and I feel like that's a kind of a shoe in I, I was already really liking it after the very first episode, and you know, here we're well past the halfway mark, and it's still still keeping me hooked. Still really? got a lot of development awesome. to come with, and, and a lot of things that. Um, are nice to kind of build off of little arcs and items that we didn't really get resolution from Clone Wars or Bad Batch or um, the uh, Rebels. Anyway, my my real pick, my kind of, um, this is this is going to be out of left field, folks. I'm just giving you fair warning. Everyone likes their trash TV. Okay. Oh, I thought you likes. were
1: going with anime because I was about to do this. A little, a little bit. Of... Mother... <laughs> okay.
0: Do you want to hear my go pick? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's going to be. It's this show that it's one of those dating reality shows where they just throw a bunch of kids into a room and suddenly they're all into each other and they start dating and crap like the things you would see on MTV. Okay. It's called 19 to 20. This is a, uh, it's a, it's a South Korean drama oh. reality show that Netflix, I guess, greenlit and it's about these kids that are all 19 they're all turning 20 in the same week and you get to see through that experience cuz in in this country it's that's considered adulthood at 20 and everyone becomes 20 the year that you would like uh, uh, the anniversary of your your birth but not but, but it's by year so like january 1st everyone becomes goes from being 19 to being 20 and so they all celebrate this together, like the, all of these children across the country. All of them celebrate this common birthday.
1: Oh, yeah. It, and, that, that's how they consider to be adult when you're 20. Yeah, years. exactly.
0: Exactly. So anyway, I'm watching it. It's, it's a pretty good show. There's 13 episodes out, um, I think, right now. And it's it's pretty good. So it's called 19 to 20. Check it out. That's my track TV that I'm hooked on right now.
1: Nope. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Elias what do you have
2: uh, Silo on Apple TV have you guys had a chance oh, to watch it oh yeah
1: I've watched yep. some of it yeah it's good it.
0: it was good it was good I finished it I had to rewatch it it was good
1: yeah
2: I'm looking forward to season two well done I mean keep again the whole character development you know the mechanical room person being promoted up to the sheriff and uncovering this whole big controversy as to what's going on and other side of it beyond. I did.
1: I did.
0: So I loved how and Tomas you've seen this, right? I think
1: not all of it. I'm still in it. Okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in um, foundation season two right now. So I got to catch up on that and finish off and then okay, watch really the
0: foundation. Yeah, it's great. very good. Um, I already picked great. it. I already picked it anyway. Um, yeah. The no, no, I picked Silo too. Anyway, anyway, so the, the whole thing about how they keep the audience and everyone guessing as to how safe the outside world is, all the way up to the very last second, they keep you guessing. Even when you think you've got the answer, you're still wrong. Like perfect. it's it's still it's so good. It's so good. That was such a good show. Good pick. Good
1: pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. That is a good pick. All right. So, On Elias. Note, Elias. Yeah. Tell me, you man. are picking the you. motion picture for the next week. What, what, talk about your, your, your mental frame of mind. How did you come to the pick? Where you
2: at? How you feeling about it? So I went serious with kind of Monte Cristo, right? The last one, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. trying
2: to good look there. at commonality with characters going through movies. And we've talked, I think about, we had an
0: average over eight for that one. Yeah, that was a good movie.
2: We've, we've talked about toys and stuff like that. Um, 80s being very near and dear to my heart. I know Tomas, see you too. Um, Anything kind of piquing your curiosity yet? Toys, very 80s movie. Any guesses? If it's
0: 80s movie, then I'm not going to think of it. But the first thing that comes to mind to me is, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, Small Soldiers? Is that what it was called?
2: It's 90s, I think.
0: What? Yeah, that's it's 90s. It's definitely yeah. not not the right era. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's Definitely not the right era. That's the first well, thing. Goes-
2: it's a total out of the blue toy line that was made. Um, Police Academy.
1: Oh my god!
3: Is that what we're going to watch? the Police Academy. Are we watching the Police Academy?
1: Oh my god! god. <laughs> gonna- gonna yes. Yes. Oh my god with 91. Steve Guttenberg. Yes. Oh my yes. god! <laughs> Holy shit! I'm all right with that. We are really. Oh my god! Oh shit. All right. So we're gonna watch Police Academy, folks. Well that was that was out of left field. Okay, I was not expecting that one. That was that was wow. Okay.
2: It was either that or DC Cab, which I kind of tried to get a feeler from you the other night, but that one was a little. That one's oh my trash. god, that's a trash. That movie. one's
1: trash, dude. That's yeah. a trash yeah. movie. Yeah, that's yeah. a trash. Okay. I mean,
2: that I, formed a lot of my my youth. Is
1: it, let's is do it,
0: it. Safe to assume that it's Police Academy one and one, not one. the subsequential.
1: What is Seven more.
3: There's seven more. Yeah, there's
1: seven more. Yeah, there's seven more. Oh, yeah, gosh. we have so Police 84. Academy 84. One. You have Police Academy Two, the new whatever. You have Police Academy Three, something. You have Police Academy Four, Citizens on Patrol. You have Police Academy Five, um, in Miami. Yep. Police Academy Six, something else. Uh,
0: assignment to Miami Beach. Then Six is City Under Siege. Yeah, and then there's Police Academy Mission Moscow. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. 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 Oh man, they just. There's keep so going. many. There's so many. Anyway, They're horrible. Right. Police, Academy, Police the Academy, the first, the motion picture. The one. The original. And the
0: first one. It is currently streaming on Plex. And let's see what else. Ooh. Do you guys realize that this thing was in theaters for. Well, we'll talk about it on the
1: podcast. <laughs> Folks, <come laughs> out. Check Folks it out. Come. All right. As always, we have. A quote, one of the best quotes for me in that movie, it's a one-line quote. It's from Captain Dudley Smith, from The Captain, where he's beating up that one Italian dude in the Victory Motel. And he looks at him and he says, go back to Jersey, Sonny. This is the city of angels and you haven't got any wings. It's just, it's clear cut. This fucking guy is not to be fucked with this old man Seriously. Good night, folks. All (laughs) right, everybody. Peace. We'll see you later. Woo!